it's very much um it's a scene illuminati yeah well put <laughs> and, wow it's okay so anyway yeah, i'll leave it at that i could Holy go on shit. <laughs> We put the word out to our fans, yeah. our listeners. Yeah, that's true. Our listeners. Yeah. We said, who do you guys want to see? And we said, anyone, you know, sky's the limit. Number one answer, Rodney Mullen. Yeah. And then look what you did. Here he is. Because I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Welcome, Rodney. Yes, Thanks, welcome. You. Super stoked to be here. So uh, good to see you, man. Hawk, oh, yeah. Wolf, Mutt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Are we still going with Mutt? Can we? Uh, it's funny. I got good friends that still, like, when they send you emails, you know, yeah. but yeah, it sticks. Yeah. It sticks. Yeah. You don't seem that excited about it. Uh, you got to talk on the mic. Oh, we, yeah. Christian sorry. did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had Christian. Yeah. And we he, had Christian. Yeah. Chris, so it's the top, top, top picks were you and Christian. And then obviously Bones Brigade follows, but um, we got a Christian here. Christian's must have been insane. I want to check it out. He, he was here. Yeah. He, was, he was the last guest. Yeah. Awesome. He was fun. And now you're here. How many have you done? How many shows? 20. No. 15? Wow. 20? Wow. So Over 20. Okay. Wow. Well, then, yeah. Something like that. Right on. It's a blur. Yeah. I'm just excited to be here. It's one of those jobs like skateboarding where it's not really a job, but it's a job. So it's it's like, oh, I've got to go. I want to go. Yeah. Like usually we skate. Yeah. So I yeah. usually skate with him by myself. Yeah. Like me and him skate. But back in the ramp. Back yeah, then. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I would pay money to do this. Like in this, I get... Uh, apparently, we get paid to do this. <laughs> do we? I know, right? I'm not, we're not sure yet. Yeah, people like it. That's that's my main objective. We get good feedback, and that's what matters. Yeah, and you're listening, and we're here. So we're here with Rodney Mullen. It's so exciting. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I do. Uh, okay, because you told me he when he said that you were going to be on the show, I was like, awesome. And then he said, yeah, we're going to have to do it late because he goes out at midnight and skateboards. By himself yeah. until five in the morning every day, every night. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not quite as long. I usually get out about one, about one, and then I come back around 3 34. See, I, I do a lot of boxing these days, yeah. and I made an analogy at the gym today. I was excited to talk to Rodney, and I, I can't stop telling people that story because I think that's so fucking hardcore and so. Everybody that tries and trains and all the athletes I've known in the world, all the stars that I haven't met, their work ethic is insane. Mm. But I don't think Canelo Alvarez is at the boxing gym at one in the morning <laughs> until five every day by himself. He like but I, so goes to sleep. You you just go. It's just that time. Well, just it's, I mean, those guys, those guys are there all day, right? But Nighttime's for me, man. That's that's always and, been. And by yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons I go so late, you know? There's something about the, the rhythm of the night, but it's also, um, yeah, something about it brings something out of me. Yeah. So if anybody, if you recognize, if you had a friend that was out there and then he was like, oh, can I tag along? You'd be like, man, I'd really rather you didn't. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Is that always? Yeah, you're, not, you're never skating with other people, right? No. I mean, if I, like, if I were to see someone, yeah, go skate, mess around. Yeah, that's cool for a night or two. But when it comes down to the substance of what carries you through, yeah. the love of what you do, no, nah, it's got to be solo at night. And just the, and you like just the peace like in your own mind? There's something about of- it. I'm not sure if it's peace. It's a, diff- it's a version of peace, right. and, uh, which I'd like to 
to hear more about you. I mean, the transition from skating to fighting. Well, when you get a podcast, I'll be on it. <laughs> We're interviewing you, dude. Trust me, I've covered my life a couple yeah, times we, on here. We have covered that extensively here. <laughs> we live here. Yeah, everybody listening is like, oh, yeah. man, don't make yeah, him no, say no, shit no, again. Just, yeah. about. Right. Go back to Rodney. Let's talk about okay. fighting. No. Yeah. All right. All right. All <laughs> yeah, right. And then, so that one, and then you just said before the show started that it rains a lot and you're in oh, yeah. London. Right. Yeah. So you got a wet board. Yeah, right. A board for being completely wet in the rain because yeah. you will skate by yourself in Hold the on, rain. Hold on, backtrack, backtrack. Sorry. Yeah. So I knew when, when people asked about having Rodney, I knew that, that he was in England because he's been there for five months. Five and a half, yeah. Five and a month with, with his girlfriend, fiance. Yeah. And because she's working on films. Yep. We can get into that and you can speak for yourself, of course. But, um, <laughs> but I'm just trying to give it some context. So I hit up Rodney. I said, hey, when are, you, when are you coming back? He said, I'll be back for a week. Oh, it's only for a week. You're going back again. Yeah, uh, not back to London. God, it's crazy. Her life, she just flew back here for like four days and just flew over there, landed. And then she has to fly back in two days. Like that's what her life is like. Oh, wow. Me, um, she's taken on. So she's finished that. It's a Marvel film. And uh, we're here for Thanksgiving. She gets like a three-day turnaround. And me, I'll be here for, I, th I think the total is like, what, what is that, 10 days or something? And then to Pittsburgh for another film. Back for Christmas, then there for another couple of months. Wow. So it's kind of cool because I get to meet a lot of characters. What's cool for me is the respect for skating. Yeah. You know, I'm the plus one dork, right? Like all these movie star guys. And then they're like, oh, he, wait. Hey, to to them, he, he is. I know, to us, no. But to him. <laughs> you just not, said not, you went so to a party the on, other day. Hold on, though. I... I, I I live in in those circles a yeah, little bit, right? With, yep. Obviously, with actors, celebrities, stuff like that. So I I know enough of them. There is this massive respect and reverence for sure. for you, for oh, you, not for me, not just for skateboarding. Yeah. And I get asked a lot, especially by non skaters, like, "What's Rodney Mullen like? <laughs> like, what about Rodney Mullen? I've seen that guy, I've seen his TED talk, I've seen the tricks he created." And I was like, "He's that's how he is." Thank yeah. you. Will but to say person. you're just the dorky plus one. Uh, slow down. <laughs> well, it is the same. Tony is the same. And uh, yeah, kind of the same. Do you know Tony Hawk? <laughs> so weird. So the respect for, for skating that I see, even from people who don't get it, right? From uh. a distance, they lock on to it. They're like, whoa, what you guys do is different. It's creative. It's raw, right? Yeah. It's a lot of these things that drive these higher end actors, at least that I've been so fortunate to meet. The guys that you actually respect, like really respect. And you're like, wow, where are you pulling from to do that? The intense know? ones. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny, they connect with what we do with skateboarding, which makes me think, you know, just I think for all the crazy things that have happened to me in the last 15 years or something, 10 years, um, cycling, you know, some of the TED stuff and Silicon Valley stuff that finally brought me to MIT at the Media Lab. Um, what I really see there is dude, there's no other community. And it gives you the parallax, you get to see it from the outside of like, all we've known is skateboarding. Mm -hmm. But when you see it from the outside, especially these really stratospheric levels, of talented people, you're like, man, of all communities, skating. I am so grateful that my instincts or whatever drew me to skateboarding from the beginning led me right. Because now with this hindsight of here I am at this age, man, there's no community that's richer. Like, this is who I am as a skater, you know? Yeah. And I really see that. So I guess my point is being around these guys, oh, how great to be an actor, whatever, is like, nah, skateboard. 
<laughs> but it does translate to, to the other things you, you've been dabbling in, in terms of in terms of curiosity and discipline and evolution. And um, I mean, I heard, I know you've done you've done a few. Uh, well, we did a speaking gig together. Yeah, right. That, that was fun. Right? Simon, Where was yeah. San Francisco? IBM, yeah. Yeah, so we did IBM. In Vegas. Speaking. In Vegas, yeah. yeah. And he did a talk that it was unreal because I know you did that one TED talk that kind of went viral. Um, but then he had a he had a different talk and he was talking about collective evolution and how someone will do it, create a skate trick and then someone else will do that same trick but in a totally different way and make it look different. And mm. then someone else will add to it. They'll add going backside or a big flip or, or doing a switch. And then we're all sort of building on our own past. And so there's this collective evolution. And I watched this audience who are all in the tech world go, man, if we just shared mm. our technologies with mm. each other, mm-hmm. our advancements, instead of trying to keep it all proprietary and hold it to ourselves, wow. we would go so much further with it. Yeah. And I watched that ha- happen in real time, just listening to Rodney talk about creating skate tricks. Mm. Right, but it does- because he, but the way he explains it is, is inspiring. That's yeah, why. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. It's crazy. Well, I know. It's, it's I mean, cool. you got to back it up and you have that, like when you talk about your passion and drive for things and you have the thing, like the ability that you have from your passion and drive, like to tell you, to say, this is how you should go about it. And I've noticed this and I've noticed that with no credibility, like to have the highest, I'm, like I said, I don't know. I know a lot of athletes. You might be the most disciplined one out of all of us, everybody. Yeah. I'm so not here at 1 a.m. <laughs> but you're here first thing. <laughs> I do. I sometimes skate here alone. Yeah. But I know you, I know your drive and I know your, uh, <laughs> your discipline is, is way off the charts and always has been though. I mean, well, but you skated alone in Florida. Yeah. All those hours. For, but then it goes back and I'm sure the same, although, you know, you're in Australia, right? I mean, yeah. during those early years, but so I wish I could speak to that, but what I am saying, Del Mar, when I would come down and mm-hmm. hang out, the contest to me, it says so much. You would go. I, some of those; those are some of the best memories of hanging out with you and your family. Right? Yeah. And and so I'm down there doing my little thing on the flat in the ditch, and then I would come up ditch. and I'd see you guys flying around, and then all the build up and all the practice, and then going out. I still remember going out with Billy Ruff, and they were checking out what was it, Fast Times or whatever we saw back then, and. Uh, and then the contest goes, and you win the contest. And then to see you just go skating after the contest, right to it after you're like, after all that stuff goes, there's just like trash, people throw their stuff. And then you don't go celebrate, you don't do anything. It's just, no, back to skating. And but to that, me, I that's, mean, even, but you too, that was when we would learn the most tricks. Yeah. Because we were, we were unchained. Yeah. When we were competing, you had to do the stuff you knew you were going to make. It had to be consistent. It was kind of conservative. It wasn't that conservative. Yeah, but, but it had to be a little. It had to be a little. You couldn't just go. And then when we were released from that, we'd be like, oh, now let's try some hard stuff That's that right. we can bail on. That's right. And I would always learn at least one or two tricks right after a contest. I'm so with you because there's all the pressure of get ready for the like, yeah. best in show, you know? Yeah. And then you get to like, oh, I'm sick of this. Man, I would leave and go get drunk. <laughs> That's probably why you're you and I'm me. <laughs> After the contest, like, man, if I won or something, you fucking might not see me at the ramp for a week. <laughs> <laughs> or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a different thing at five in the morning, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't helping my skateboarding, let's say that. 
<laughs> I love it. Man. But we were talking about so Christian was here and we were talking about those those Christian, contests when yeah. and and we we were talking about the the sort of disparity between freestylers and pool yeah. skaters, yeah. which was obvious. Yes, painful. <laughs> <laughs> but there was but there was a moment at every contest when they call your name, and I don't know if you were aware of it because you were probably hyper focused, but everyone stopped what they were doing. Even the coolest, yeah. most hardcore. I mean, Christian was the coolest and daggers. most hardcore. And he told us that he came yeah. over to watch your run. Yeah. Would stop and watch Rodney skate. And then Rodney would skate. And everyone would go back to what they were doing. <laughs> and then like all the other freestylers would come out. And, what happened? Where did, where did you guys go? Oh, man. You, it's similar to Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman? Did you have Matt? No. No, oh. not yet. We'll get him. Oh, yeah. Talk about. But I saw him in 91 in a contest because that was the first time they ever had BMXs and skateboarders at the same ramp for a contest. And I didn't know anybody in BMX. And it was cool. It was impressive. But he was a whole different, whole different person. Thing. I was like, okay, if, they, if there was 15 of him, I'd be fe- fearful for our contest existing. It, like, why, why bother having it why when bother? you could have these guys do what he's doing? Yeah. But he, he was doing frontside and backside around the whole ramp and everybody else, you could see that they their favorite, right. whatever side yeah. was their favorite, that's what they were doing. And he was like, oh, no, 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 we're not we're not that. We're we're everything. And then he did a 900 and landed it and his spokes blew out and he still rolled away. And I was no like, way. who? Yeah. Who that is was the first this one. guy? That was the first one. Really? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. year was that? It was, wait, it was, I thought it was 91, but it might've been before. It might've been 90. Yeah, it was because it was before the... Munster, and that's the first time I did well in a in a contest. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so it might have been ninety. I got to see Rodney skate the first time you came to California, Oasis. Oh yeah, right. That was yeah. the first trip, that was right? My first. I saw. I went as an amateur the year before, and uh, but this was the first one. Like where I was like, wow, the real like real pros. You know, that was yeah. so intimidating for us. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So he's he's yeah. the little kid, for the most part. Yeah. I mean. Oh my gosh! Well, we, you were probably super, fourteen. Maybe I just turned 13. fourteen three days. Okay. So Do you move there. here, or did you just no, get yourself down here? Just flew out. I thought that was my last contest. All this drama. I'm this pigeon-toed little kid, all pads. All the only like dork with pads on, like elbow Full pads, pads wrist everything, guards. helmet. And uh, I had a southern drawl back then, and uh, so people like say, "What do he say?" And uh, and so that was anyway. That I was know, that's oddball like, at the yeah. time. Yeah. But so, and Oasis was my home park. So I yeah. was at this event. Okay. And it was like, oh, I can see this kid from Florida. Da, 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 so you skateboarding's know? talking about him when he gets here. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Well, once he showed up, once he started skating, it, so every every skate park then had a reservoir. Yeah. Um, which what was, he called the ditch. Yeah. 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 So it's basically. A, a big flat area with banks all around it. Yeah. And that was also known as the freestyle area. That's right. I, that was, and so at Oasis, there was freestyle area was way down below in yep, the corner. Yep. And so he's skating. And I remember there was this buzz happening and, and we, and, and for sure in my, in my, in that era and in my age, yeah. I didn't care about the freestylers. Right. Right. I was skating the pools and hoping that, Eddie Algarra was watching, oh, or Dave Andrecht, or Steve Olson. Like anyone was, well, he was even, even glancing an eye at me, right? Yeah. And then it, there was all this buzz. So I went over and watched him skate and, and watched him do this flawless run. Never put his foot down. Everyone's like, everyone bails at least once. I mean, no one, no one did a perfect freestyle run ever. It's like this beginning of street skating when nobody could make a full run. And now, yeah, right, everybody just. So he, he does every single thing, and the whole place is stunned 
It's like, what just happened? And it was old school. I'll never forget this old school uh, scoreboard. Yeah. You know, like, like old school, like you would see it at an old uh, basketball game. Right? Yeah. And it only goes to 99. It doesn't go to 100. And right. then it just flashes 99. Because wow. they couldn't give him 100. I can't believe you still remember <laughs> that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And, then, and then the concert is over and he leaves. And that 99 remained on the scoreboard the whole day. Because everyone was so freaked out. So you're 14 and you win easily. He gets a perfect score. And then, and, <laughs> and then do you go home? Like, hey, that was fun. Bye. That's so without you know, drama. It's just to say that I was told I, I had to give up skating when I got back home. Your parents? This was, yeah, this was a last fling, quote unquote. Oh, why wow, you were going down there to do your last that skateboard, anything. That was it. And Barry, um, Barry's a risky. Yeah. Yeah. He like... He stood up for, I remember this, again, bunch of drama. And so I was always supposed to quit. And he's like, Rodney, you can be the best in the world with me here with the contest. You know, think of back then. Like, this is 1981, right? And 81, like, yeah. for whatever, as goofy as that sounds, the best. Um, you can be the best and just tell your parents, I'll sell my furniture. Because Barry had nothing. I'll sell my furniture. It's wrong to lie to your parents. But like... He would take me, you know, weekend stuff, do demos, right? South Florida, whatever. And uh, just Mary. tell him we're going down there. You fly out, you at least, and then you give up because at least you'll know. And that, I got to say, as the years pass on, right, that's decades ago. And you think, what contest you actually remember, you know? Yeah. Like they're a blur. And that's the one, I think, even meeting Stacey Peralta, who is known to be the dude that, that, coached you, right? He had all the winning. Right? Mm -hmm. Bring us here, to pasta the night before. Yeah, all of the rituals. Get your like, cops. That's, yeah. yeah, that's all the stuff I heard about. And, you know, it's bigger than life. And you get there, you meet him. You're like, wow, that's Stacey Peralta. He comes to you, tries to coach you. Comes over to me. He's like, hey, man, you seem to be doing your own thing. Just let me know if you need anything. I'm like, right on. Because Barry had got me through that. And I remember, like, he's always telling me, Barry's whole thing was, have eye contact with the judges. Again, just this is Barry's yeah, mind. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, Barry. I love that guy. It's just so awesome to know that he helped that's, Rodney Mullen. Like, yeah, people don't know Barry for things like that, but that's legendary. He's crazy kind of hippie at the time, you know? I mean, the way people look at him, but there was a bit of genius in there the whole way through. Yeah. And that heart of his. And somehow it worked out where Stacy called my house. I got to go. So I flew out for the weekend. It was all kind of legal in the sense my folks knew. And uh, go out. I remember right before my run, I was like, man, 540 shove. That's one of the hardest time, like hardest tricks at the time. Like board spins like a lawnmower blade. And, uh, and I remember just staring at the judges when I did that trick. And then feeling it connect. You know that feeling when you're connecting? Wait, you were looking at eye contact, yeah, eye contact yeah, like, in it. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's the thing. Because I did it for Barry. It's like, I, whether I win or not, like do the best you can do. And do this for Barry. And I remember, like, when I, I remember feeling that, you know, it's like when you land something, yeah. you're feeling the tug, you know, right? Because you don't know what's going on, right? Just that instant. And I felt that little I'm usually tug. looking at my board, Rodney, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling that tug where, you know, you got the rest of your run. And if you made that, you made your run and you probably won, right? And I remember feeling that tug staring at the judges. And I remember, like, man, did that for Barry. And that's what mattered. So when basically when you ask, 
Stacy didn't know. I didn't know I was on the Bones Brigade because I was on Flow. I was on Flow. Flow. And like that was the thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a thing, but that's what we experienced. Right. Yeah. And so I remember going back. We drove back to LA. Next day, I'm flying out of LAX. As far as I know, that's it for me. I made like a shrine. I put a take my ticket in the shrine at home. He gave me a patch. He's like, "You're." I was like, "I'm really on the Bones Brigade." And he, he's like, he started laughing. Oh, Bones Brigade patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the yellow is, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. He gave me yeah. that patch. Oh, there's an official yeah. year on the team oh, yeah. patch. Yeah, and you're supposed to put it on your on your clothes, your jacket. If they give you a jacket, that's right. you're even like, oh, man. Yeah. That's what that was. So basically, I went in, I took it. I didn't want to say, you know, I'm not going to be skating anymore. But I just made a little shrine at home, gave up skating for like two weeks. By the time some, like, it seems like big time back then, like, you know, they're calling long distance, right? I got this interview from some yeah. local rag, which was really just a zine. And by them calling from, you know, across the country back then, he's like, wow, well, I guess you can't stop then. Stop now. So I got to keep You getting. said that or your parents did? My my parents did. My dad. So what I got to What was keep the getting. original, why why were your parents so against you skateboarding? Just the thought. And that was the whole thing. I guess transitioning just before to Ted stuff. Yeah. It was like, hey, you grow up, you, you do this, you're going to turn into a bum. Okay. And, uh, and so get out of there. And uh, yeah. But I mean, also, you told me that the, in the, that first kind of was like, all right, you conquered this little goofy sport. Yeah. On to the next thing. That's right. That's right. The more you won, I'm curious about, like, the more you won, in his eyes, it would only certify, yeah, because you're competing against bums. You know? <laughs> so, whatever. All I mean to finish that sentence, you are the thought that by the time I come back to do Ted stuff, one of the things that drove me is, you know, you get older and I skate for my peace at night, but dude, I'm not what I was, obviously. And step behind, be cool. Don't rot in public. And, uh, and so doing the Ted stuff, uh, that just happened out of nowhere, more or less. And I remember thinking, you know what, man, I'm getting to tell all these like highly educated, like, you know, we have respect for Ted that, hey, this is the way we do it. And you're listening. And that to me is like anything but a bum. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's kind of driven me lately. So it's kind of cool. I can't, I can't believe I can say I can relate to that, but yeah. Australia's behind. So when I told my, my parents a divorce and I made them meet me at a pub and oh. I told them that I was going to be a professional skateboarder and they were like, that's not a job. Like there's no, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, nah. You know, it's Bones Brigade. You don't even know there's these guys, Lance Mountain, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Like, they fucking, that's their job. I'm positive of it. Like, that's their job. And he's like, maybe it looks like that in the video you watch, but trust me, these kids are getting a job. Yeah. And I, and I, I, my, my dad believed me. And when he didn't, because it turned out many years later, a check came to my house. Wow. And he opened it and he goes, what's this for? <laughs> and I go, what's it say on it? And it was funny, another coincidence. It's, Bones Brigade, I was on, because I was on PAL in my heyday. And it said, you know, PAL on it. And I go, yeah, that's my, uh, my, board, my board payment every month. And he goes, every month they give you this. And I go, yeah. He goes, you should take this shit serious. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pro for like eight years. No. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I go, what do you think I was doing? He's like, I thought you were selling drugs. And I, and I was... It fucking really hurt. Like, I was like, yeah. I don't even, 
How, I don't that, even. That's that's that's. I've uh, never <laughs> sold drugs in my life. What yeah. are you talking about, Dad? Like what? that's quite a ruse you were pulling th- yeah. that you were a skater traveling the world, son. Like he knew I skateboarded, yeah. but I think he thought that I was like, like making level. money to go back by selling you. weed or so. I don't know what it was, but he could. Like, not how do you be- make money doing this? Yeah. How does it actually generate <laughs> yeah. a viable income? He had no idea, yeah. and he he took me to a con. He'd seen contests, but I think like a demo, maybe a demo way later, like a. I think it was a Chris Miller, Christian Osoi came to my town. Wow. I did a demo with them wow. and they came and they were like, oh, wow. I didn't know you were like as good as they were. And that's it. And they have, they have, that's their job. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's their fucking job. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're all doing here. But it, I remember they didn't know. They didn't know that did we could actually, be. They saw you do a demo too? Did they? Did yeah, that know? was the one where, because they saw me at a contest with him where I have video of it where. He's I, a little kid. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they, and because you could pay $16 to be in the contest, my dad paid and I got in the contest. But because I was late, I was in the fourth heat yeah. and they were in the fourth heat. So I was, I didn't even care if I made a ride. I was just on the deck going. I'm <laughs> next to Tony. Oh. Yeah. No, there's video of me going. <laughs> cause I'm, cause I'm like, it's him yeah. He's right next to me, you guys. Like, I don't know what I did in my ride. I can't remember it. Yeah. But then the next time was probably seven years later where. I could do 10-foot airs. And we were at a demo where Miller and Christian were doing 10-foot airs, and so was I. And they were like, oh. And I remember thinking, you guys suck a little bit. To to know now is yeah. kind of a little bit a of little a bullshit. Because there was magazines, there was yeah. videos. like. But Did I your parents it. ever go to demos or contests? Wow, that's a really good question. You know, my mom took me around in those early days. Before you were going to quit or after? You- um, you know, shit, it, that, that was like a kind of a saga, but that one was very, very, di- like, that was a big deal that one coming to California because that was definitely but, the but last But that place. angle that you're going to be a bomb and then yeah. you're doing it and you're you're winning events yeah. and eventually making money. Yeah, did that Did they ever turn that My My that mom narrative? was always cool. It was really my dad. And so my mom saw me at contests, like even the longer ones, like go up to Georgia, again, being in Florida. And she saw like how quickly advanced, you know, you experienced the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And she knew what was going on. My dad, again, you know, definitely didn't pass that way. So I don't recall him ever checking things out. Mm -hmm. Um, What I will say, you know, in hindsight, going, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but you know how people approach you just on the street sometimes? And he came out here later after my mom passed and everything. And, uh, you know, because we didn't, you know, we didn't really communicate a lot for a lot of years. And when he came out, and I remember we were walking and people, I remember just driving on the 405 up, showed him, you know, like Coronado, we went down mm-hmm. there. And driving on the way up, somebody recognized me, like literally driving. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. people out the window. And then we pulled off another, somebody else recognized. And I remember seeing it in his eyes of, it connecting a little bit. Yeah. And then later on, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe this happened to you yeah. where you're like, you know, Rod, um, could you uh, could you sign a few stickers? <laughs> you know what I mean? So they can pass out. Yeah. And at that stage, you're like, you know, like no matter what, whatever problems you want, it's in you. Like you want to make your parents proud. All right. And that's, that was cool for me, you know? Mine was pink is my friend. That was the first time my dad was like, pink's your friend. No, really? <laughs> wow. She's huge in Australia. And he's like, and then I remember him telling people, yeah, Jay's friends with Pink. 
<laughs> and I heard it, overheard it, and I was like, I've made it. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, I made, I made it. Yeah, pink, Jay. Knows her. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, man. And then all his friends going, bullshit. Nah, he does. Man, got a photo, Jay? You know. That was awesome. I was so stoked. It's it wow. funny to know that all they actually hooked him up one time. She went to Australia. It was right after my father passed away. And uh man, it was it's pretty tough. But mm. I got her her in there and Alicia's such a nice person that really? when she met Pink took her aside and like talked to her about her loss and like, you know, really, wow. really nice, like VIP booth, like had a really long conversation just to my stepmother and Pink. Wow. So that was definitely a good look for me. Man, Afterwards, awesome. they were like, wow, and she took us over and she took it, she took photos. I think my brother passed away too and was like all in about the same year or two. Wow. Yeah, and it was like one of those things where I think my stepmom really wanted to have a good time for a fucking a second bit. in her life because she'd bit. had a bad yeah. run. And just to know how cool... Pink was like I didn't know I didn't tell her you know I was like hey can I get tickets for my my set mom and she know because Carrie Hart's my friend so Got Carrie it. Hart obviously obviously told Got Alicia it. like Jason's been through some shit lately and his family's definitely but just to know that it was above and beyond like oh, I'm friends with Alicia but we're not you know we don't she doesn't text me on a regular but <laughs> she sure as hell <laughs> made it look like that, that. Yeah, yeah like he made me look man what what a class she's good awesome person. such yeah. a kind hearted person yeah. and. Such a non-bullshit artist for her. being such a yeah. famous person. Like she's more reality-based than me on my best day. She makes me feel like a bit of a poser sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because she's like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, I'm like, fucking, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, who are you? That's awesome. You're just a dude almost. Like you're just <laughs> tough. <laughs> you know, I mean, in the, and she, you know, she skates? No, I had no idea. She went to Woodward. Before she was a pop star, she was contemplating being a professional skateboarder, and she went to oh, yeah, Woodward she used to go to Woodward. She's legit. on the regular. Like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, we yeah. we skate. We did a TV show, and because Carrie's my friend, my first guest on my TV show was Jason Ellis. My job sucks, and she was That's a guest, awesome. and she's like, "We're going to a skate park," and I was like, "Why?" Because we're going to skate. Because that's how she is. Like, yeah. we're going to skate. And I'm like, "Okay, good," and then she's shredding the skate park. And she went up a quarter pipe and did a rock to fakie. I, I will never forget this. Like I sang a song about it to her like 10 years later because wow. it, it was uncomfortable. Kerry can't skate. He's a moto dude. Yeah. He's over there farting around, yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I'm like, God, you suck. And then I see her go up quarter pipe and it's like a five foot quarter pipe. Rock to fakie, clipped her front wheels on the way in and fell all the way back to the pavement and had a... You know the the battery pack for the microphone because uh, she was mic'd up. Oh yeah! So she landed on the mic, uh, and it was one of those ones where I didn't know her that well, and she's pink, and she ate shit so hard that I went, "Yeah, I don't want to see that." I her, I don't want her to see that I saw it, yeah. and then I look back, and she's up skating like she didn't say anything, and I was like, "My God, Carrie Hart, your chick is fucking awesome, dude!" <laughs> no kidding. I was so pumped on her ever since that day. I was like, "That chick, she's all right with me." Carrie, no, didn't make a shit of a difference, but. Dude, that's so awesome. Everything she does is, yeah, I'm such a fan. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, stoked for her. So she's a skateboarder. Yeah. I feel like that helps the, like you were saying, the yeah. skateboard, to be a skateboarder, yep. what it takes. Yep. If you can direct that yep. anywhere, yep. You, you can make a lot happen. Yep, I'm with you. I, I am yeah. curious, Ronnie, you're talking about how you, this, talking about celebrities remind me, um, because uh, you did uh, Walter Mitty. 
Yeah, Ben. Right? Yeah. Yeah, with Ben Stiller. Yeah. And did you see that? Yep, yep. Where he he's yep. the stunt double for Ben Stiller. Yep. And I know that you're very private about your skating. Yeah. And especially these days, you, yeah. what did, you just put it so eloquently earlier. I don't remember, I don't, I don't want to rot in public. Is that what, what, yeah. what you said? Yeah. Don't want to rot in public. <laughs> but then you chose to do stunt work on a film. Yeah. And I'm so curious, how does that, how does that connect? How did that connect? How did it happen? Or what? You know, what, well, for one, like I, I just wouldn't think of you wanting to do to that. To do that. Yeah. It's a great, all right. So yeah, story. Then, so Ben, Ben Harper, you know, his friend, legit skater and yes. heart of gold. So we're tight. And the way Ben is, the protocol, right? You never give other people's numbers out. Always ask permission, right? And so Ben, like that, that heart of his, he's like, Rod, a good friend of mine is here. Um, may I give him your number? And I'm like, any, you know, any friend of yours? And uh, later on, I get a text from Ben Stiller. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, I'm interested in doing this movie. You know, basic intro. And in my heart, I'm like, just what you See, said. See, he already had you in mind. Yeah. To do, like, that's right. no matter what. That's right. He did. Okay, understood. And so he, but. I want to know that you went to a casting call and you had to try out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I tried so. to talk him out of it. One-handed handstand? Wait, wait, when he asked you, you tried yeah, to talk I tried to talk him out of it. No. What? Yeah, fully. That's and, what I imagined. Yeah. When he did it, I was like, how did. They wrote Rodney and Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I am, I'm like, man, I do, I'm uncomfortable with this. Like I can do my, tr you know, a few things, right? But I'm like, hey, I, I, so, you know, what a pleasure to meet you, you know, texting back. And um, I look forward to catching up and hearing more about it. Leave it at that. I mean, I'm not going to pester the dude. And so I didn't. But you didn't say no. No, I didn't say no. So I'm looking, you know, I'm obviously mm -hmm. open-minded. So I end up, that's in this weird phase of me. Like, I don't even know how I end up at Ted, crazy stories. And so I'm actually at Ted in Long Beach. And not TEDx, because they make a big deal, like this Ted. So, all right, man, I'm at Ted. They have all these after parties. Like, it's very much... Um, it's a scene. Illuminati. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> and, wow. It's... Okay. So anyway. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I could Holy go on. Holy so I'm at one of those rooftop parties around a pool and all this weird- Where it's too much. That, it, it's when too I see Illuminati, it's just like too much. It's just everyone's celebrity and you're like, what am I doing here? What's going on? And the protocol and the stuff. So I'm on some rooftop in Long Beach. I love Long Beach, man. Cause you know, the skate stuff. And I'm tripping out because Long Beach, you're always looking for spots, going there. Long Beach can be sketchy. And uh, so I'm just thinking that here I am in this hoity-toity party with all these crazy intellectuals around this pool. And, and my phone rings. I didn't, I, I, I just happened to look down. It's Ben Stiller calling. And I'm like, whoa, because I'm so out of my, like, what am I even doing here at this place? Right? Yeah. Ted. And I like to hang. I want to try because why not? You know what I mean? Live life. Like you're here. Why not? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, trying to do my best because Ben still is calling me. So uh, I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, what do you say <laughs> to Ben Stiller? And then he's cool. But what I realize, he's kind of like the way he's movies. But, you know, he amplifies that. So it's not super smooth, put it that way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, hey, hey, great to meet you. Hey, you know, a little bit awkward. <laughs> and so I sense that, which makes me feel immediately more home, right? And I'm like, 
hey, man, it's so great. So we're, you know, your friends with Ben, how long goes with that? So I'm just like yapping with Ben. And then uh, it finally, five minutes of that, my phone clips out bad reception. I'm like, oh, shit. You know that feeling? Mm. And I hear him. I, I can't hear, but we're still connected. It picks up. He's still telling a story. So uh, I'm just going with it. Uh, and uh, I'm like, oh, great. So I love how vivid this is to you. Yeah, it is super vivid. And, and he's like, so I'm doing this movie. And I'm like, oh, starting to get uncomfortable because now I'm going to have to be like, I'm like 80%. I'm honored. I'd love to do it. I know it'd be a cool experience, but uh, this is not for me. So look, Ben, I'm best served. The right thing is to give you somebody better. There's a lot of better people. And, um, and so tell me what you want. And I'm happy to point you to that person. Um, and if it is something that I can do, of course, I'd be honored to do it. But my role here is to serve you best so you can have the coolest movie, right? And uh, he's like, uh, and I sensed almost of like, shoot, you know, in him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, we're kind of the same build, about the same age. It would be smooth. And oh, this, he hadn't presented it as a stunt double before that? He did, but, you know, it depends. Like, does he want me to do something you do, right? Does he want me oh, to skate yeah. on a transition? Like, no, uh, I know, like, uh, all right, you know, let me send you a Tony. Or somebody about you. But he was asking side. for you. He knows who he's talking yeah. to. Yes. Yeah. So so thank you. So I'm like, but I'm doing my, I don't say best. You're doing your best to get out of it. I'm giving it a hearty try to get out of it. <laughs> You're and so and weird. he uh, he's like, well, it's going to be in Central Park. And I just need you to do a couple of flat ground tricks. And you'll be slightly, right? So in that case, my heart was like, you know what, man? I think I can actually do that. I think I can do that better than most people you would ask. I, um, yeah, man, if you want to do couple this. A couple of flat ground tricks. Yeah, a couple of flat ground yeah. tricks. Now you're a good guy for that. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm in. I'm in. So he seems super stoked. He's like, I'll get you in touch with stunt people next. So next thing I know, I had a stunt coordinator getting, I had to get to look like Ben. So yeah. they sent me to an Academy Award nominee. I'm not sure if he was a winner, but at that stage, come on, man, splitting hairs. And to get his nose. Oh, and, wow. Uh, oh, so wow. I go up to this crazy place and this guy, like, oh, my goodness, that whole experience. And I'm thinking, this is another world of professional people? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember taking pictures. Like, all this dude does is make people's faces. He's a uh, sculptor on another this Japanese dude. And, and I was so excited just to talk to him about what he does. And so, yeah, so they made Is that a, a tedious nose. thing? Yeah, dude. First thing he does is like, I thought it was just going to be, I don't know, I'm naive, right? I thought it'd be something along like, we've all done a few shows and had people give you makeup, right? As awkward as it is, yeah, we've experienced that. But in this case, his first question is like, are you claustrophobic? <laughs> oh, they're yeah. going to put a mask on. Because they, no, not a mask. They have to put your whole head in plaster. And, and, they, and like, you got to straws in your nose. Exactly. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So hence the, right, are, will you panic? And I'm like, so I'm like, in for a penny. So I'm like, no, man, I'm good. So I, the whole experience, I'm lapping it up. I basically jump in it because I don't want to draw this out. But I go to New York, fly to New York, which is crazy to me. They pick me up, like, pick me up, the whole limo thing, right? I get to New York. I hadn't slept because I was coming off a tour, right? And uh, so I'm up, like, wired, like, can't even believe this is happening, Right. So they're taking me directly to middle of, like, by Time Life Building. Remember that some of the last they're shots? Going, you're going straight to the set from the flight? Uh, yeah. Straight from the set, not to skate, 
but to get outfitted, oh, okay. right? Okay. Clothes and stuff. And so they take me, like they call them carnies because there's all these trailers. Is your face on? The fake face, is that on right now when you're getting fitted or is that? No. Oh, there you go. And basically, all it was was the nose. It wasn't like a whole like. like but they had to put a, that whole thing on just to get the nose. That's right. Right. I guess context, like whatever the case, it okay. was. Uh, my Point is, I never saw that nose in the end because they just put me out of focus. So oh. I, um, I, I, I go in for that. Get the, they give me shoes. And I'm like, my goodness, they give me like leather shoes. Oh, like business dude shoes because he's a business dude. Yeah, and say something. And so I'm like, uh, and that stage a skater in me called skater in me. I'm like, I don't care who this is from. You could have picked anybody off the street because you have reduced me to that. Because I'm gonna suck as bad as basically anybody. Wow. And uh, if you have me skating these shoes, please give me regular shoes. They're getting irritated for me. I'm already irritated with them. I had a silver tooth at the time, (laughs) and they're all like trying to like, what are we gonna do with this tooth? And uh, you know, what I mean? he's a troublemaker. Yeah, well, I would, but come on, right? You're there. You're, <laughs> you're like skate diva. I want you, be... Rodney Mullen. Can't you skate with like high heel shoes on? Like <laughs> exactly. they just think like how big of a deal is it to have some business leather shoes leather on and skate? Heels. Yeah, with a little heel thing in the back. Yeah, get not. So nah. I'm like, man, I'm gonna suck. So anyway, I jumping to probably the coolest part is they're like irritated with me already. Because their whole job is like, I need to hook you up. You got to look like a picture, right? Yeah. And so, all right, I screwed that up. And and so I'm thinking, okay, we might be able to spray paint tennis shoes, whatever. I go, I'm tripping out. Like, wow, next morning, I get to meet Stiller. I get to go on set, like do this stuff. I'm like, you know what? Been through contests. I'm not intimidated, but I'm just kind of excited of like, this is crazy. So early in the morning, they're taking me. I am hyped because I'm not an actor. I don't relate to these people. I don't relate to any of this stuff. But Central Park, I'm going, we've all been in Central Park a lot of times, skating in Central Park, right? So I remember there's like a little, you have to walk uphill. He's about 100 yards away. And as you're walking toward each other, there's like um, an increase in height of the walk. So I can only see like his head. Yeah. And as you're walking closer, more and more of him is, you know, you're starting to see each other. You're like, whole. when I see his face, like Ben Stiller, yeah. he's got this big smile, like he's just stoked to meet you, you know? And I'm like, dude, because I don't know how he's going to treat me. Yeah. Immediately gives you a hug. He's excited to meet you. I'm just excited. Jumping to when I skate, I remember he's like, hey, look, just do, can you do a kickflip? I'm like, kickflip, you know? <laughs> You want a kickflip? <laughs> you brought me all this way to do a kickflip? Right. You could have got me there for that. We're <laughs> taking an hour, but I would have done it. <laughs> could have taught you to do a kickflip. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, just a kickflip, but then but then you can do what you want after that. Oh, okay. And I'm like, right on. So this is the guy. Did you get your this. shoes? Nah, yeah, I got my real shoes. Okay, good. So I'm good at that stage. So I remember all these characters of the stuntmen were cool. And uh, they're the ones you relate to, again, because that's yeah. a different culture. I know, right? Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. Whenever you're on movies, the yeah. guys that are, end up being your the conversation people are the stunt guys. Yeah. Because they're Cause the ones that connect. Like, I know. Right? Same yeah. sort of thing. And not even what I... So cameras go on, and at first they're trying to direct you, like, do this, do that. And I was like, look, man, I, I'm best serving you if you just let me do something. Kind of let me, you know? Yeah. And uh, at that stage, I remember a bit, because there's all these directors... You don't know which one to look at, you know? There's like a script supervisor. There's like three or four people, and I don't know who to look at. So I'm like, please, just let me, um, Ben, could I just, um, I think I got this. You need me to kind of hit these notes. Let me do this. 
And uh, I remember him kind of stepping back, like, you do that. And at that stage, I felt free. So I just did a couple tricks, whatever, that I knew how the flow would be. And I remember doing that in a couple of tries. You get it. And uh, at the very end, he, he just says a couple of, at the end of the day, you probably experienced this, maybe something like, because I know you guys are doing this stuff. But they get everyone around, and, and he comes out and he says, we want to thank you for showing up. Yeah. And uh, they all kind of applaud. I remember like, man, check that off. Ben Stiller's thanking you, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of cool. Anyway. Did you? This John Rodney Mullen is wrapped. Yeah, that's did, what it was like. We want to thank you for it. Right? Did you fall? Of course I fell. Like, I felt like, like, but it wasn't, dude, I was doing a one-handed handstand flip and a half cap impossible. You know what I mean? It's like, they can do that in your sleep. And so <laughs> I remember, like, I came off once and I was like, no, no, please, let me do this. And, because uh, they wanted to make it easier, you know? Oh, okay. And, and you were like, like no, 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 I'm please, doing, please, yeah. trust me, the way this yeah. flows. Yeah, that, those conversations always suck. You, you can imagine, yeah. right? Can you do a kick? You know? Well, but just that you're like, no, well, let's, let me do something else. And, and then a, a couple of tries go by and they're like, all right, let's just uh, wrap yeah, this up. Right. Like, Guys, this is why you got me here. Yeah, right. We're going to see it through. Yeah. We're not making a skate video. Yeah. This is a little bit harder, yeah. but I'm going to make one. It's going to yeah. be okay. Meanwhile, it'll take them sometimes like 15 tries for just dialogue. I don't say just dialogue. Or, or I mean? even, or, or the angle for it where yeah. they, they're blowing yeah. it the whole time. Right. Yeah, right. I feel like a lot of them ask for something and they don't know how to capture it and they still want to be the director of this one bit where like yeah, you said I think you're on I think it's a, I think yeah. Ben's a smart director and was like, "Oh, I definitely think we should let Rodney yeah. do his Yeah, line. and when you see the scene, it's a wide shot so they gave you a lot of freedom yeah, to just do for sure. whatever. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought it was fascinating because I remember I remember seeing the movie. I didn't even know you did it. Yeah. And I loved the movie and then I look and, and they're skating and and I was like that's Rodney. Yeah, it's pretty easy, right? What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, no one told me but, either. Yeah, I'm like, Rodney, hey, I know those legs. Rodney Mullen <laughs> is in a movie. Like, I asked Rodney to do a kickflip when we started Shred or Die. Which <laughs> yeah, was that's right. 15 years ago wow, now. Yeah, man, that's right. I asked him to do a kickflip as a trick tip, and he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be seen in public. I don't want to do it. It's like, just do one. Just, yeah. just kickflip for it like oh, a, a trick tip. It's like, no. It's not good enough for you, Tony. What's that? It's not good enough for you, yeah. yeah. You weren't going to do anything, though. Yeah, you, yeah. I'd be like... I mean, know, it's we'll, fine. I, I get time. it. Yeah. You're, you're Ben Stiller's stunt. It's okay. Like, <laughs> we're past it, Rodney. It's all right. <laughs> I don't hold it against you. Uh, do you remember you did that... We went to that... Whatever that TV show was, Fuel TV, and you did that um, Impossible on the, like, saucer board they had. Do you remember that? Man, I have to think they about that. They had that Fuel TV. It was like the Daily Habit. Yeah. That show? Oh, yeah, with, that's right. Yeah. I, that you and I were doing it. Partain, and I was, yeah. I was trying to get... So that was right when, that's right when we started Shred or Die, which became Ride Channel. Huh. But we had our, we, we were not on YouTube yet. Yeah. And so we were just trying to get content, get content. And I saw you there and I was like, oh, Ronnie, do it, do it like a trick tip. And you're just like, oh, I don't want to. And then there was this weird like skimboard with trucks and wheels on it, but super small on set. Yeah. And, and you're like, I'll do something on that. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, no problem. And then the third one is going to be Lance. Oh! And then you can talk okay, Ronnie, now give us a trick tip for the uh, impossible on the belly <laughs> trick. This is the trick uh, tip. It's all on the board. Is it better to have no grip tape? Always better. Always better, no grip tape. And the least amount of nose or tail? Yeah. And these wheels particularly. Yeah? 
Is that the future of freestyle? <laughs> or street skating? It's a big cycle. Coming back to this. Why don't we just do three and do this one? Alright, thanks for letting, in, letting us in on the future, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did an impossible on this Im ridiculous board. Yeah. First try. And I was like, how do you... So what's the trick to it? And he's like, I don't know. Find a saucer board. Do it uh, like this. Tony, I... <laughs> Look, I got to say from my perspective, like all the time we spent, you know, those early years. And then when I started seeing you like everywhere, like everywhere, like everywhere. Like everywhere you didn't want to. <laughs> no, that's not true. Like after, <laughs> I remember it was like after Academy Awards or whatever, not that you watched, but you're like, yeah, you pay attention afterwards, like who won what. And then you pop up like in some after party, like with all these movie stars. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Look at Tony. And you're like, yeah, do it for us. You know what I mean? For us. And I remember you were doing all that stuff. And I was just always so stoked that you would bring us along into the things that you did at that level. That's how I always felt. Tony. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what I hope to project when I'm doing that stuff for sure because I want to I want to represent it well. So gracious man. The way you bring even Bones Brigade stuff after that like you would continuously bring us together like like the whole end of Chin Ramp. How fun was oh, that? Oh yeah. And seeing everyone all that and then dinner with Stacy that night seeing everyone like I was getting such a charge That was that. crazy. And that's yeah. because we you. all we all went to Woodward because they they rebuilt the Chin Ramp. Oh the recent run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Grant yeah. shooting the same shots like yeah, with Grant shooting the four Emirates, but but Ronnie came and Tommy was there too. I mean, oh was, shit! It was all of us. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a. Uh, I'm not going to give it away, but that that's that's a big moment in the in the documentary that Sam Jones made about oh, yeah. my career. Dude, when is that coming that, out? Uh, next year, sometime. Next year. Yeah, HBO. Well, I know HBO got it, there. but but H you are H HBO got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. That's crazy. They do like the best documentaries too. Like, it, it, I mean, it. You know, I for me, it's, the it's, best I, I, I think it's really well done. It's, it's weird for me because it's such a personal story and it's, it's very emotional. But I, I, I think it's, I think, it kind of transcends skating and and what we do. And there's a different message there. But you play such a big part of it. Oh, thank you. Um, and and that man. whole event is is part of the storyline of, of us going there for the chin oh, reunion. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not giving it away. Um, but have, uh, you, have you seen it all put together? Cut together. I saw I've, where the first rough cut, but now it's changed a bit, and I haven't seen it because I'm it, not. I'm not directing the narrative. You know what I mean? I'm, I hear you. Is a little bit like Stacy. Stacy did with us in the Bones Brigade. Yes. We were like, you don't know what the heck is going yeah, on. You don't know what's sure. how it's going to end up. But uh, but but it's nerve wracking. I I. I the reason that I agreed to do it with him is because I trust him. Yeah. Because I think yeah. his work is he amazing. Is. He's so solid. But the, the documentary is called Until the Wheels Fall Off. <laughs> and that's your quote. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. your quote in the movie. Man. So you named thank it. You. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this wet board. Oh, you didn't yeah. Know, you so, didn't, I, so I need to know. I'll give us Come some on, context. man. I, he was so fucking wet board. So his, his fiance was working on a movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then he was in England for five months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the setup. And I know England. It rains. It rains. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Melbourne is a little bit similar. Right. And there's a total uh, season where if, you, if there's no indoor facility, you're not really skateboarding very much. The squeegee, everybody had squeegees in their backpacks. Yeah, right. We had metal ramps and we'd squeegee the metal ramp and oh, then we'd no skate way. for 10 minutes and then it would rain again. Like that was, that's how we ran the game. But to know that 
you know, your your uh, late night sessions that you do by yourself, and then you live in a place where I know that place rains all the fucking time. I don't care yeah. if it's summer. Yeah. They, that place rains. Yeah. Yeah. You skate in the rain. Yeah, it, it pretty much determined. So I just got to go back real fast. I can't, like, not that I have. I've skated a few ramps. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first time I fell on a metal ramp because I never skated metal ramps. Yeah. And I remember the first time I took a good, like, good hit. I was like, holy crap, metal is hard. Like, it just yeah. shakes your teeth. And water on a metal ramp, that sounds like death. No, oh, yeah, it, it's when, deadly. Yeah. It, Start making tracks. It, when so, people say, yeah. it's even it's the in, in Melbourne, when people yell tracks, you were fucking, you yeah. were getting tight butthole. I'd be in the air and I'd hear tracks and I'd be like, is it really worth it, Jason? You know what I mean? I'd be like, eh, just one more. You know what I mean? While I'm in the air, while I'm in the air, it's only getting worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another you two seconds of rain. Yeah. And now it's got yeah, worse. Yeah. worse when you now you're down. skimming. Yeah. Yeah, I learned Insane. how to do some pretty sensitive skateboarding back in those days where you could don't know turning. <laughs> Straight. Oh, so you I'm devoted, bad. are you saying you devoted a skateboard to the rain? Yeah, yeah I had to. So it just. What's the difference? It's yeah. a soggy board or is it? Oh, yeah. You spray it's it with like, something? You know, it starts to weigh, and, you know what I mean? Everything about it changes, but, you know, grip tape and everything. But after it rains the first couple of days, you're getting kind of precious about, you know, at first, like, oh, it's raining and I don't want to get wet. And you're like, you know what, man? <laughs> just succumb to it and uh, be out there. Just, just, just let it go. Everything's soggy. It's ridiculous. And you're like, then it's kind of fun. You're laughing at yourself. And you're like, all right. Do you have, a, right, do you have a jacket on? What are the tricks? No, at first, I know it sounds ridiculous, but everything starts to weigh, you know, the shirt and a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it starts getting, so you take off your shirt and you're just in a parking lot. Uh, is no there, any, has anyone wandered by? Oh, for guy. sure. You're like, you're to like, see like, Rodney Mullen this guy is skating in the rain, so just soaking. Skating in the rain like that. What like, tricks are you doing? Uh, Just... <laughs> Just basic stuff. You know what I mean? What's basic yeah. to you? Oh, come on. Yeah, you know? Do it. Come on. People are listening. Give yeah, us a couple. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's ridiculous because you know how amused you get because you can laugh at yourself how ridiculous you are. It's like half cabin possible. And or just like 360 <laughs> flips or whatever. And like the funniest thing is just like a little kickflip to primo stuff or kickflip to. And you're, you're doing so kickflip to primo in the rain. Well, it's not like you don't have anything to slide, but after a while you can't, you know what I mean? You don't have so. You're just testing yourself. It becomes ridiculous because how much you slide when you hit the... Uh, oh, you mean when you actually land on yeah, the rail? Yeah, because everything is extra slippy. And when the board doesn't quite... You see what I mean? Yeah. So then it becomes kind of amusing to yourself, you know? Kickflip to, like, uh, you to know primo. What I mean. It's not... I mean, like, brr, and then come on, imagine slide. you guys just You come on. Like, you like, come on. Don't uh, come on me saying, <laughs> I kick the primos. Get, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I, we could be here for the rest of my life on no dead dry or whatever. No primo for me ever. <laughs> <laughs> Stop acting like it's a, it's very easy. So you know one of those things. So the board starts picking up all this wet, and it's all dinged up, and so it starts soaking in like a sponge. So rail flip to Casper or whatever. When you flick it, and you start to see it spray like oh, that. That's yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's amazing. And then yeah. you just start laughing to yourself. It becomes fun, but that's uh, that board just gets heavy and squeaks and. And and everything about it sucks, but there's something about it that's so amusing. Like, the you know what I, I I trip out because in such a here I am at this age, and I'm walking on the streets, double decker buses. Like, come on, man, going back to London, like that's one of the first places you probably went. First place I mm-hmm. went, you know, you're like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And and what about you? It's like one of the first places you went to, or 
Uh, our first place I came was America. There so, you go. To, so but once we did same, a tour, yeah, sure. Probably has the same magical quality. I mean, I'm coming from Florida, so LA has a magical quality still. Okay. And and. I mean, it's definitely you feel that it's another country. Yeah, that's for sure, right? Yeah, like, I get like, that. But it's also a place that represents a kind of dream, you know. Okay. And like, I'm still that kid off the farm, like no matter what. And so I'm there in London. I'm this old. I'm walking around the streets, and you know what it's like for you, especially you. You're crazy. Like, people are like, hey, are you? Um, and people generally, especially over there, there is a little bit more. I don't want to say um, they're a little calmer in how they approach you sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, excuse me, you know. Yeah. Like instead of like what the fuck you know what yeah. I mean? they're like so they're like hey excuse me or people and you trip out because you're like man I've lived this life where it's given you so much more than you could ever dream for mm-hmm. and I'm not hungry for those dreams and like that kind of defines a dream it's something you're hungry for yeah but this just keeps giving where people are so gracious to you. And you're coming back. I'm limping back because, you know, as age comes in and the whole idea is use your body until it's worn out, till the wheels come off, right? Yeah. And that's it. And so I'm limping back, you know, because it's like a mile back. And, and, and people come up and they're just so gracious. And you're like, man, what a pleasure. You're still doing this. And like, you are carrying a soaked skateboard in the rain. No, that was going to be my thing. I was going to say, excuse me, sir. I couldn't help notice that you were shirtless in the rain doing kickflip primo slides. Could you be Rodney Mullen by chance? Like, get the fuck out of here. But it's just such a trip. No other person in the world that's doing that. Thank you. But you know, you're the feeling like, man, I'm still doing my thing. Yeah. You know? It's what you've been doing. It's what you're doing in the middle of the night. This is who you are. But when people come up and they treat you like that, you're like, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yep. And I'm happy to meet you or walk with them. Like, tell me about you. And one dude's like a surgeon with a family. And he's like, he tells me the story of like, hey, my wife is also a doctor, right? And we're trying to raise our kids so that they don't feel they have to aspire to something for so-called greatness or respect. Mm. We want to teach our kids to do what your dream is. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's what you, like he's telling me this. Mm. And and very cognizant that they're both, you know, doctors. They're both MDs. And so when I met you here, I found myself telling my kid, like showing him your stuff. And I'm tripping out of like a generational influence of like, I, I, like, I but was he must always, have skated in his youth. Obviously, yeah, yeah right. he did. That we talked about that, how people carry that with them. And you can see it on them, even mm. if they don't look like a skater. That's right. Yeah. Because, and I think, and look at what you're doing now. Again, not to cycle back, but come on, dude. Look at what you're doing. Like, it's gnarly. And it's just talking to another friend about this, Brett. Brett Anthony Johnson, mm-hmm. right? Career director at Harvard. He left Harvard to do his own thing. Like, run the Mister Center. Like, the MIT of writing. That's insane. And he's just talking about, look, how many things prize, like, you're doing it for the sake of it, not for anything else. You're doing it for the sake of it until the wheels fall off. That shapes you. And those of us, us, and you don't have to be the best at all. It's just you do it for a matter of time. You continue to do it for the sake of it. That's beauty in itself. Was that a difficult transition for you? Because for me, not winning everything and just being a professional in the end was what uh, career-wise, what I what I got out of it, and then when I, you know, it wasn't as good and 
wasn't as pro or whatever it was, my fall from grace was not very far because I wasn't recognized on the street for my skateboarding ability. Like when I dropped off and I had to get another job, I don't, I mean, like I wasn't like, oh my, you know, every now and then someone recognizes me and that's cool. But it wasn't a, like a, hey man, you could probably make money out of the amount of people that recognize you. It's not, you're just like, you ripped in the nineties. Good for you. That's it. So it wasn't that big of a transition for me to, like I it was, it was, you know what? I'm lying. It was difficult for me to not be pro anymore, but what's it like to be undisputably better than everybody else and then not compete, not want to be more more underground about it. Yeah. Like how's that? It seems like it was more, it's more pleasurable, pleasurable for you to transition to not being in the limelight. But at one point, you were, you were competing, you were doing videos. What made, like, when you were like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. What was that like? The move, like, the, to step back a little bit? Because it seems like you, so, you see yourself as someone that stepped back from it. For sure. All right. Um, so, two things. Okay. The, the beauty of, and this definitely connects because I remember you and I used to talk about this, talk about Eddie Alguera. Um, like, Eddie Alguera. I remember just looking at that dude in a magazine, never even saw him skate. But to me, I was like, that guy's special. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And and then he just poof disappeared mm. at the highest. Mm. And you're like, well, but but also there was a little bit of right place, wrong time, where he was he was the most innovative skater when skating was at its absolute deadest state. I'm with you completely, which you could, you know. Lots of things you can say about that. Like, how cool is that? You know what I mean? That, anyway, yeah, we could follow that. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say our conversation of, look, man, what's it going to be like when you're not who you were? Meaning at the height of your powers. Mm. And I was like, I just want to disappear like Eddie Alguera, you know? And then, because that somehow seemed noble or so true or... I don't know, I, I guess you can consider it maybe the wrong word, but kind of a romantic ideal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and then as you get older, you're just like, you know what, man? And again, something you and I talk about. Mm. It's like, we're not claiming anything. You're just doing what you love. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the community is no one expects you to be that you're, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like Lance, right? A real skateboarder is not knowing when to quit. Like, talk about profound words, which brings me back to connecting with you, is, well, I'll say this, that, you know, Ben asked me, you know, how you doing, Rod? And I'm like, you know, I suck. Um, But, and then he goes, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I haven't read his book, um, but he referenced it. If I have this right, and I may have that wrong, but I think I have it right. It's like one of the first lines is, athletes die twice, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that's not something people relate to. I think you have to live that to relate to that. And it's some say, all right, it's humbling, but oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's humbling. But at the same time, it's you good can, for you. It's good for you. And this is something we all share, no matter what. Yeah. And the fact that you can pick up a regular job and then go on, yet we share this in such a remarkable way that I think distinguishes us. Like later down in life, you're a skater. And here's where I would say about doing something in itself, this kind of bifurcate. I want to wheel back to this, doing something for the sake of it, nothing more. 
yeah. to be famous or whatever. That that if you're doing it, that's a very distinctive person, and you may not have an ideal that this is what you're going to do. You just find yourself doing it along the way. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just the nature of love, right? Mm. And the nature of love is sometimes a little bit of hate too. You know? yeah. And I mean, it's strong. And eventually, if you take that route, it shapes you in an indelible way, which I think makes the skateboarding community and other very rare communities so distinctive and resonant, you know what I mean? Through mm-hmm. life. So yeah. anyway, I think that's something that bonds us all together in the same way. And we all feel it the same way. I, I like the, the the competitive thing, at like the part of skateboarding where you compete. Because I didn't get into skateboarding to compete, but at one point, that's all I cared about. It becomes that. Was, I, was, I got to do well. Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't think it was I was answering to any sponsors or anything. I was like, I need to do well. And when I don't, I feel terrible. And when I do, I feel great. So that's my existence. And then I've... I left, I moved out to LA to do a radio show because they were offering me something where I was like, oh shit, Jason, you are an uneducated man who can barely read. Like this is a, you you might live. You might like skateboarding was ending for Thrive, me, especially career wise. Thriving elsewhere. Yeah. So to do that and then years later, get some knee surgeries and then come back and skate with these people oh, for wow. no sponsors, for no. For the love of it. For nothing at all. Yeah. And I, it's, like I don't get to do it as often as I would like, yeah. but every time I do, every time I'm here, what I used to be like when I was really good, like how much fun I would have in a session, yeah. like I don't get fucking angry. I get a little bit angry when I can't sure. make something. I tried some for a couple of days a sure. while back, and I was like, I'm getting angry. Yeah. But I used to get, I used to freak out yeah. and have like my mind would crack a little bit from yeah. not being able to make something. Yeah. There's no stress. There's no drama. There's only the riding of the skateboard. It, it, it's and- your version of skating in the rain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, right. Yeah, which is why I'm laughing. Yeah, that's right. right. Dude, and how ridiculous! My boys is flipping Richard, away from me. Richard, like, see ya. I'm seeing the spray. Yeah. The well, then, that is as close as I can get to you skating in the rain because <laughs> I, I'm glad that there's a smidgen of that's coming up alongside that's him. My, my butt splitter is his skating in the rain. <laughs> well, I, I tried even, to squat out a trick the other day and shot out on my oh, ass. My like, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> This is fun. Still, I gotta say, watching that um, <laughs> no-handed 540 you did, Ollie 540. Yeah. That oh was, yeah. Tony, to see that in you, that was inspiring. Like that was oh, inspiring to me. It really was. Would you do that? Would you retire a trip? Would you like? All right, this is gonna be the last time I'm gonna do this. Maybe I have to think about it. I have to be the right. You know. I yeah. Think about it. I, I I chose tricks that the risk to reward is just not there for me anymore. Yeah. Right. 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 And I know I could still do it. Right. Maybe but, right now in this window of time, yeah. but I probably won't be able to do it in a couple of years. And, and if I did try it in a couple of years, yeah. I'm probably gonna eat shit. Yeah. Right. So those are the tricks that I'm I've chosen to yeah. let go of. Yeah. But I wonder if there's anything like that for you where it's maybe it's just the difficulty factor is so high yeah. where it's just not worth that repetition. Yeah, I'm with you. Um has that happened? I was going through that a lot because I had some problems with my hip and stuff. Um, and I, that liminal thing I did, that was something, because I was pretty messed up for a bit. Like my bones started to fuse. And liminal, the, he did a, <clears throat> a thing where they had all, like, cameras all around him. Yeah. yeah. He was doing tricks. Yeah. It, it, basically, it was, that's how I met Danny Harrison. And and because that's like a level of people and their talent. Like, I'm not going to meet people like that, you know? Yeah. But there's this dude, Stephen Sebring, is like, Big time crazy photographer. Such a sweet dude too, you know? Scott, he's like, hey, I got this crazy camera rig. It's like skating in a dark, small closet. 
Danny's like, hey, not that many people can do this. Sort of like a stiller thing, you know? Yeah. Rod, you want to try this? I'm like, dude, I'm hurt right now. I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do anything. And if I do, probably won't be in public. And he's like, well, look, I have faith in you. So it's always here for you. We won't give it to anybody else. At that stage, I was like, are you kidding? He's like, fly to New York with this. It was cold. I remember it was in the winter. And I went in there and tested it out. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll try that. I'm not good, but I'm good enough to test it. And when I got in there and saw the level of where they were and the challenge of this crazy thing, you, got, you only get like, like two and a half seconds. They go one, two, three, go. So half the time, the cameras go on for about a second or two seconds. And half the time, by the time you, you're in the middle of the trick and you hear the cameras stop, <laughs> meaning, you know, the trick is hard enough and it didn't work because you have to time it exactly with the oh, rhythm of the shit. cameras because they're only going for two or three seconds or three seconds. Okay. And so it was rough that way. Meanwhile, it's crazy shadow. Anyway, it's a challenge. So I was like, man, all of this is a nightmare. But that, that inspired me. So basically, I remember being able to, I made a few tricks. And about a year later, I remember texting the dude. I was like, look, man, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm going to fly myself out. I'm going to get a cheap hotel. I'll stay for 10 days. And if you got time for me, it was perfect because you could only skate. Because um, it's like, I don't know. Like it's New York City, like it was on the tenth floor or something. So you can only pound, make that kind of noise when everyone's gone. Yeah. Right. And I'm Oh, so you can do it through the night. Yeah. Which is your and so he'd order like sushi and then Ozzy on repeat, like for like four hours, which is just perfect for that type of night, you know? Perfect. And it's just you and and it was like skating in a teepee, basically. It's a little dome. <laughs> and uh and I remember like, you know what, man? That so what you're talking about. Um, being motivated to do something. It was supposed to be an app. And I was like, if you want, but I don't really want to do an encyclopedia of tricks. I'd rather do something cool. They started cutting something together and made like a little storyline that had like a vibe to it that I didn't expect. So I was like, all right, I'll go back. I'll film this. So I went back and did that. My point is, belabored point is, last tricks. Maybe at that time, it felt for me that feeling like working on a video, like mm. when I was doing- Like there's a finality to it. Do it, not, not, that's right. There was not only a finality, but it also, it is the word resurrected. It like, it brought something in you that was maybe like when you were skating again with it. Like it brought something in you that you were working on that was part of you when, since you were a kid of actually making a little video, mm -hmm. landing a trick that was mm. hard for you. Like a couple of tricks were hard and like getting all the camera stuff, like, that was hard. And I remember thinking, fuck, how good it felt. Like it ignited something that mm. I had to like suffocate for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can fucking totally like agree stuff to that. Like stuffing a rag in its mouth type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like taking the rag out like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. So the last night, the hot, the lights were so light. Uh, the lights were so hot because a bunch of models would go on that thing. The, so it had the crazy hot lights. Yeah. And I remember it would melt the ground a little bit um, because I had to put this sort of urethane coating on it. And I remember sticking my fingernail in that hot light at the, after we shot the last trick, thinking that sense of finality that, dude, odds are you're probably not going to do anything like this again. So I'm not saying it's something great that I did. I, you know, I, come on, man. It's like skating like two weeks. You know what I mean? Compared but it, to it's great that it, it, un, it tapped into that feeling again because right. maybe nothing else is going to pull you into that That's again. That's right. That's right. So maybe if something like that came along or, you know, I, I yeah. kick into that gear. 
And then when it does, they ignite something in you. are like, oh, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. If not, like I can bottle up that and keep it like, this is who I am, you know? Yeah. Like, be grateful for that. You know? How are you with injuries now? Oh, you know, dude, I like, how are you with in- in- injuries is the bigger question. Mm, I guess that's a fair comeback. Yeah. I mean, well, I we get, hear about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. I get stem cells and stuff to try and survive. No way. It. Yeah. But are you like, do you have a like ligament? Like, are you hard to walk kind of like, I, how are you? Without drama, you know what I mean? It's silly. It's ridiculous. So again, I don't do what you guys do. I got no glory stories. But what what would, would be your main ailment? Uh, I'll just say this: I got a lot of miles on me. I skate a lot of hours, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and uh, that's why we're asking this question. <laughs> and I I put it this way, and again, no drama. I think it's kind of silly. Um, I get off a plane not long ago, and I'm walking. You know, I think I'm fine because you're just used to how you walk. Yeah. And you know how it is in a big airport. You know, it's like big airports. And guy comes up with a wheelchair. He's like, hey, you need this. <laughs> oh, because of the way you're walking? <laughs> I mean, I hate misery loves company, but it makes me feel better. Whenever, when any of you guys are like, oh. Like he told me once when we were skating, he was like, man, about an hour and a half is about as much as I could take. And then I get out of here and I was like, okay, good, because... I am really tired right now. It's been about an hour. So. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm starting to be worried. I'm like, hey, is he tired? Because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like, how long has it been? I'm like, it has not been as long as it used to be. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. You're like, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Like, hoping that somebody's going to give. That's yeah. Well, these days, on, on the rare occasion, we're doing public demos. Yeah. You're like, all right, so you guys go for an hour? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> 45. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think yeah, we'll be like somewhere around there. Close to that. Right. Dude, that's that's a good enough Tony, answer. you blow me away the level that you just keep going at it. That's oh. awesome, man. I'm just playing the hits. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm playing the hits. I love, it. I love how both of you have to kind of shit on it a little bit. Like, you know, I'm just an asshole. I'm like, you're not. Like, I watch your work. Like, I, you know, what you've done and what you can do is unmatchable. That's the end of it. Everybody knows there's no argument. Everyone's just happy you're here and thank you for existing because everybody else, think of all the skateboard stuff that we have because of you. I was showing my son, he didn't know what freestyle was. And I was he's telling him because I'm excited to talk to you. And I was like, you don't know, what do you mean you don't know what freestyle is? Look at this. Right. And he's like, oh, wow, like little boys. I'm like, yeah, man, like this guy did, and I think it was, it said the year. And I'm like, see that? People do that now. Yeah. Or no, they aspire to that yeah. now. He's doing it then yeah. before your dad but it, could ride a skateboard. It, so it, it, it evolves so much further than just doing the stuff on freestyle boards. Yeah. I mean, what Rodney created was the was really the blueprint for modern skateboarding with all these tricks that you were doing on freestyle boards, which eventually you took to regular size boards. Um, I feel like that was kind of, Jeremy Klein was part of that, oh, right? Oh, he fully was. Because he was he like, all right, was. come on, Rodney. Yeah. Get over here. That's right. I was packing it up, man. And what? Those, yeah, really. Because, you know, freestyle, uh, yeah, freestyle died. Part of the world. And, and, okay. And the world. And they retired my board, literally. And I'm mean, like, you know what? Yeah, it's time. So I had, uh, I just skated the night after work. Like I was, I was like, you know, nine to five, 10 to six, 10 to whatever work, you know, shipping, doing whatever it takes and making boards for other people and then just go skate on my own at night, like retired. Right. And uh, a little board. Yeah. Okay. Back then I would yeah. just skate for myself. 
And then like Rubbish Heap, do that. Jeremy Klein, breaking my board, do stuff on a big board. And I did it like, oh yeah, whatever that I said back then. And then later on, thanks to Mike T, um, Mike Tanaski, yeah. um, him making some sort of bet, like he's like, look, I'm putting you on plan B. And I was like, don't do that. Like I cannot <laughs> this guy. hang with those guys. Like this is going to be embarrassing for you. It's going to be embarrassing for me. And he's like, no, just come down film. And I swear, man, just driving here, Tony, like like driving out here, Vista, mm. it brings back so many, you know, because, you know, it's like looking for spots, like looking for spots, like down here, like Sloshbach and all, all night spots and hotels, like trying to find a hotel because you film on the weekends, right? And I, it brought back so many memories of being down here, of starting over again, mm. and having people believe in you, and then gradually getting like, hey, I can do this. Like, like Tony, for you, because you've had so, like, you and me both, right? We have very, you know, I mean, yours is crazy level, but we had very similar path. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parallels. A lot of, lot of eras. Yeah. And again, for all the Bones Brigade, and there's something, call it sacred, call it something. And you, Bones Brigade, right? Yeah. Or Powell. B team. Well, <laughs> is, is, when you think of that time, like for as cool as like doing the doc and all that stuff was, and it was very special. But the things that I think of, you know, I often frame things as this, like morbid, like dying. Like I don't think much about dying. Meaning, I, meaning, like I think about it all the time. Like, look, if you, you know, if you die right now, like, yeah, I'm good. I got kids. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. And. And when you think about the little flickers, you always hear you get, you know, where it's like the real of your life. Like, which of those ones that are going to like be those ones that are giving you that smile on your way out, right? And I figure most of those flickers are going to come from those areas of me skating around here, like learning again, you know? Yep, yep. And like that era, like for yeah, me. It's, like not, for it's not winning the big event. It's not the... That's right. 99 score, it's, it's those moments in between. That's right. Yeah. That you're carrying into the modern age. Yeah. Like, is that, that, is that what yeah, you absolutely. feel? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Because that's what it is for me, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so it's just, it, I think we, we have this distance now that allows us to enjoy it way more. And and especially through those those trying years and the challenging like that that all those birdhouse you know all of us that's right six dudes stay in a hotel room like that was hilarious yep. that was a blast those are you some know what I mean? those are my, some of the best memories yeah, yeah. and I'm sure with, like you were you were in charge of the world crew oh my god chaos menace dudes chaos oh my goodness I have stories but 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 those stories are the ones when I hear you tell it you tell it with with the most fondness yeah for sure because it it helped to shape who we are and it was super fun it was it was anarchy like anarchy but that's level. what's funny about Rodney is that, that I don't think people know Rodney is drawn to chaos <laughs> and anarchy that's why he loved Rocco that's why he went to world. <laughs> Yeah, that is because I definitely thought he yeah, was he, somebody he, else for sure. He accidentally came to my house back in my party era in Encinitas where I'd been doing <laughs> a lot of hard drugs. Like this is back when I was, I lived that? in a house where the person was a drug dealer and the upstairs Crazy. part. What year? Man, you're not going to get that out of me. Okay. 
Yeah. You were on you were on world. You'd re- you were, world. You were on big boards days. by now. Okay. And you'd come to the house. You're probably like looking for spots, like you were saying, yep. down here. Yep. And I was in my room partying and and uh, someone goes, Rodney Mullins here. And I walked out into the living room going, fuck off, you fuck. There's no fucking Rodney. Huh. You're Rodney Mullen. Wow. And you're like, yeah, like, I'm in your living room. And I'm like, you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, <laughs> And, like, I, got, no I got so much respect for you. I was like, I should, I should not be near you. Like, oh, I need dude, to go back you. in the room. Thank you you don't want to touch me. Like, I might have like residue on me. I was oh, like, wow. Ugh! it was like a policeman had come to my house. <laughs> dude, but a policeman that I, but but a policeman that I, you know, I mean, like, I, you're, thank you. no, I'm a vert dude, and a vert dude that hated everybody. Like, I was like, if you don't do Smith grind the body jars, you suck. Let it known, like, you not right about When you would think of a freestyle. Yeah, you were so much further down. But you, like Christian said, when you were in those demos back in the 80s, they came to watch you, you were, you know, I would be the, I would have been respectful to some other guys of, of that stature. But you were, I was like, it was like Tony gave me his kid once when before I'd had kids. And he was like, here, hold this. And I was like, no, take, not me <laughs> holding the baby. That's too much responsibility. Oh, you were, I was like, oh, man, he's. He's such a nice person and doesn't do any partying. And I'm like, Bleh! like a mo- I was like, I'm go, man, that's really good to see you, but I'm gonna go back and yeah, and I hid. But he's not some fragile flan. <laughs> I just felt like he deserved to not meet cocaine but Jason. That's a- wow, True. that's what I thought. Such crazy I still days. back that. But uh, but I but I had the experience <laughs> when I remember vividly too, and you may not remember this, but did you hang out with Rocco at that Oasis event? <laughs> he hated me at that event. No, I definitely did not hang out with him. He would not have me. But he hated you. <laughs> you guys. And then came... he turned into like a big brother after, like six months later. But believe me, yeah. It was so not it so... was. I think it might have been the next Oasis event. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Or, or maybe it was Del Mar. It was Del Mar. It would have been Del Mar. Yeah, because he was definitely taking care. of Okay, he so you guys came stuff. to Del Mar. You and you and Rocco. Yeah. You were the you already the freestyle king. Rocco was just mischievous. Yeah. Like always causing trouble. Yep. And you guys came over to watch me skate. Yep. And that is when and where I learned how to do Ollie to Indy Airs. Whoa. And I was trying, because I was trying to do it. I was trying to grab oh, late. Yeah. And I finally made one in front of you guys. Whoa. You guys were the only ones there watching me. Whoa. And I remember him and you agreeing with him. And, and you're like, that's the future. That is. I remember. That's, that's that the exactly. future of Ares. And right. I was like, I was like, so stoked I made it. I've been trying this for a while. Uh, that's amazing. Thanks, you guys. Cause Cause it, and not it, just the future of Ares, but just you. That's what was dawning. Like, that's yeah, the I future. mean, I was just stoked to finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. all I did, all yeah. I did grab. Like, yeah. that's not a very, that's how far back. Cause that you saying, yay, I ollied into an area. That's 80, a long time ago. It was ago. probably 81. Yeah. 81. Yeah. yeah. Cause I had just gotten on Powell. Do you think yeah. having yeah. Ollie's a control on your Ollie is the beginning of like changing the way you can do aerials? Like if you um, have a good ollie, can you not well, sort of get away I, with? I'm talking about in, in this era, no one did ollie into grabs. The, right. Everything no, was really grab or right at the coping, right? So I was doing that. It was mostly out of desperation because I just wasn't big enough to get that speed. Could you do a backside ollie yet? Little ones. Okay, but did you? Because you kind of always looked pretty pretty comfortable in a backside ones, yeah. ollie. Yeah, but need- but the 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 parallels of our life and how they intersect was that he went. And started doing ollie grabs. Off oh, you flat. did. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. right. Because of you. That's so right. Wait, you did the ollie yeah. India because you saw him because do the ollie yeah. India. Air yeah. walks, no, all and then air walks I went and learned finger flips because of him. 
And then he learned Airwalks. Yeah. Because of me. Oh, mate. Yeah, for sure. It was crazy. So yeah. we would just watch each other. Yeah. Go to, I'd go watch the freestyle. Like, what? Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to go try that one. Go up. And then and then he'd come watch me and he's like, Airwalk, okay. Holy I'll do that on the ground. <laughs> funnest stuff was from watching. Yeah, man. Know. Dude, I remember that was one of the first, the indie, and you boned it. Yeah. And yep. I was like, get fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing a full-on vert yeah. air off the ground. That was Cover Thrasher. Yeah. Right? Uh, that was an Indie ad for sure. Mofo man, that night he was so drunk. Um, wow. That See, was... he had to deal with drug addicts before you. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh the thing, gosh. though. We were so oh, like, man. we were so. I mean, we just we spent whatever six weeks in Sweden. Yeah, and we were so young, and it was just normal. Everything was normal, normal. but yeah. every, but it was, it was so chaotic. But that was what fed you. That's still in us yeah, now. Uh, shoot, that was so fun. Yeah. And it's still in. Like, yeah. It's still like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my party, that guy's gone. I just, I just pumped a skateboard with you guys. So I can finally just hang out the <laughs> whole time. I think, I think that we, we witnessed all that and we saw the chaos of it and how, how it damaged people and especially right. their, their skills. So it showed you and, but, but, but what both, not to do. Right. But both of us were so hyper focused on just learning new tricks and yeah. new techniques. It was just like, well, we can't do that. Because, I mean, you never did. I, I definitely, you know, <laughs> had some casual drinking and stuff like that, but, but you never did any of it. No. I mean, but what, what, do you think that would, that was why? Because you saw... Yeah, I think that... <sighs> Again, I'm coming off the farm back then. Yeah. Right? And I went through, so we lived in, a, I lived in a residential neighborhood until like I was about 11 and then we moved and that was a lot of isolation. So stoner dude, stoner kid, he was the one that got me started skating. He was the one that taught me to roll my first joint, right? And I was all like 10, 11. That's what we were talking about. And Marina, when you were 10? Yeah. <laughs> and... And I remember there was a planter in the middle of the street. You know what it's like? Like, I don't know how many people, but certainly pretty common in Florida. Big planter. And I remember it was so overgrown because it's tropical. And we used to go there, get high there almost like every second or third day, fourth day. And, and I remember, I'm a little kid, but with the older dudes. Because you want to, I don't want to say impressed, but you want to fit in. Yeah. And I remember being in there feeling like, crap. Like, this is not me. But they're the only ones and I want them to accept me. And I remember thinking, and I had started to lie because I started to need money. You know what I mean? To buy. Uh. And I hated myself for, I hated myself for lying. Hated myself. Hated myself. And so I remember thinking that, I remember I brought my helmet. I put on my helmet in because I was going to tell them, look, look, you guys, John and Robert, because Robert went to juvie, I remember for, I don't even know what, I was a little scared of him. And, and I remember telling him, look, you guys, I, um, I don't want to get high anymore. And, um, and thinking they would be pissed or like, yeah. kick me. I don't know. You're a little kid. You yeah. think like little kids. Yeah. And I remember the first thing I was saying is, no, no, 
you've got the talent. Don't be like us, dude. I remember them wow. telling me that. Yeah. And so whatever it was, I don't want to say it was some drama. I don't want to like drama, drama, but your little kid's kind of impressionable. But that was an epiphany. That was an epiphany. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it robbing them because they skated yeah. to do that stuff. It was like a scene. Yeah. And I remember pushing, when I pushed that away, I focused that much harder. And again, I'm like a nerdy, I don't say nerdy, but I'm just like a raggedy little kid that didn't fit in, didn't talk much. And I suddenly saw that I was learning fast. You know, I'm sure the same with all this, right? And they took pride in that. Like, that's our boy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember that stuck with me because likewise, I respected him. I was learning from him. I like, I learned, he was like, like the most stylish guy. And, and I remember how fastly I passed them up. And I was like, whoa, hold on to this. This is your ticket. Mm. This is everything. Whatever it was that cut a groove in me that never left. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Just smart that you kept it, the, yeah. to keep the discipline, you know? Because I, yeah, you can, I, like when you like, when you go, yeah, you can relate. I'm like, dude, don't put me in this conversation. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I did have a window of like, you know, I put in a lot of work and then something happened, something clicked. And I've had several epiphanies where I'm like, I'm not a part of this gang anymore. I'm moving to America and I'm going to make something out of myself in skateboarding. Like that's my thing. And, and not, you know, things got bigger and my childhood had a lot of, drinking and partying that was normal to me. So I didn't catch that. And I wanted it just as much as you do. Like, I feel like I wanted to win just as much as you guys I, did. And I didn't catch that I wasn't winning because I was drunk the day before. It took me, by the time I think I realized, I was already addicted and I couldn't make that it That was stop. also kind of a scene in skateboarding yeah. too. At that time, like, I remember seeing, like, powders and stuff coming in. I heard Lance tell somebody once that, uh, like another Australian came to America and talked to Lance and was like, yeah, Jason's really good, but he kind of like, you know, hangs out with the wrong crew. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I was, I was witness to him making that choice. Cause I started hanging out with another group of people that were. Lance said it that way. Yeah. Wow. Like that. I started heavy. hanging out with this other person that was a yeah. really good skateboarder, but also a heavy yeah. party yeah. person. And then I was doing what you were doing where I was trying to live up to like, are you going to, you know, you're going to, Drink it. I'm like, I'm going to drink anything you're drinking. You know what I mean? I'm chasing the party, dude. Yeah. yeah. It was like, we're going to do shots. And I'm like, I'm doing all the shots so that you guys will be proud of me. Plus, they're killing it too, right? Yeah. But then, have... but then there's that window. Yeah. This is my experience where you party and you're still ripping. And then you're not. not quite and as you're much. like, yeah. Ah, probably a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on? I don't understand. Yeah. And then it's if you rich. don't pay attention, you, you, it's gone. It's past. I saw a lot of that. Yeah. So yeah. did I. Yeah. So I feel like having that discipline to know, especially at such a young age, to go, mm -mm, no way, I'm not doing it. Thank what, you. What but, was the town that you lived in? Gainesville. And then Gainesville is a smaller town, and then we moved out of it, brought a lot of Indian name, or Native American names, Alachua County. Mm -hmm. And so we moved out about, about you had to drive, because I had to take the bus to school. So you had to, the bus for the city, you had to drive about 20 minutes to get the bus, to get to the bus. So we're pretty much out there in the city. Gainesville yeah. was the farm. Uh, Gainesville's the city. And no, we I lived mean, out way outside the way city. Way outside, lands. okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we all went to the Kona oh contest and then drove to your house? Oh, I will never forget that. So, so you've been to his house? Yeah. yeah we, to the farm? Yeah. No, that was... Res Wait, did you go to the farm? You went residential house. No, you had, you had cows. Oh, it was the farm? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so... Wow. 
this is this is my this is my version of it yeah. just because I was really young and I and I was hanging out with Barry. I was I must have been on Pal by then. Yeah, I was on the sure. Yeah, but whenever we go to Florida, Barry would just take us. We're just he'd take us. Like he he we'd have to go eat his yep. Acmac toast and <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> peanut butter. So, yeah, like oh, so we would go we would go to like Waffle House, but he would bring his own bread. He's like, can you toast these for me? <laughs> for sure. Fucking Barry. Because he was like it's super totally healthy. Totally. But, but we went to Kona and I remember he's like, we're going to go visit some friends. Visit a friend after the contest. We're in Jacksonville, right? I don't know the layout of the land. I, yeah. don't, I, I don't even know where I'm on a map, barely. Yeah. Like I'm so young and just right. like, whatever. Yeah, cool. So he's like, all right, after the Kona contest, we all get in his van. Me, uh, Tony Magnuson? Maybe. Yeah. Stedham? Yeah. Oh my God. Stedham for sure. I Stedham remember that. Yep. And someone else. And we and it's just old VW van. He's got all of his shit in it. There's no seats. We're all on the floor. He just starts driving for how long is that drive? A couple hours. No. <laughs> it's it's like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying, we're just going down the road. He won't tell us because he won't. And he won't tell you how he knows far. if he gives me the reality, I'm a little kid. I'm like, I'm not going with you. I'm not driving for six hours. <laughs> He's like, we're going to Rodney's house. We're going to go visit Rodney. I'm like, That's where's so Rodney? Like, just down the road. Oh. And so I get in the van. For whatever, six hours later, we show up at Rodney's farm. Yeah. And his mom welcomes us. Oh wow! Yeah. It was crazy, and we're, we're and and like we're hanging out. This I mean, did you have to billiard table? Yeah, good yeah. memory. And for me, like I'd never seen anyone had a billiard table yeah. at their house. Oh okay. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, and cows, <laughs> cows <laughs> billiard table. Yeah. Hey. And then your mom made us burgers. Oh my yeah. god! From the cows. Oh, oh that's real Holyfield right. burgers. Real. Yeah. Real deal burgers. <laughs> and I was like, this is like, this is like some weird dream. This is crazy. Dude, I, I, you bring back such a good memory. I'd forgotten like that stuff. Yeah, we used to, you used to name the cows and still, the, and still one day the cow came That's back. That's right. And, and he said, he's like, he, he's like, oh, was this babe? Babe? Yeah. Oh. And your mom's like, your mom's <laughs> like, come yeah. back in a bunch of white paper. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Are you are you a meat eater? Uh, yeah, not a huge meat eater, like a lot. You know what I mean? But one more, I grew up with that. Right. Yeah. But you more of a plant based guy? Uh, plant fish, whatever, chicken. You know. Is that yeah. like you do that because you want to stay healthy, or you just do that because that's what you like? It just feels clean. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I, you know what I mean. If somebody put a good steak, then make me feel a little heavy after. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but okay. I'm not a fanatic. Yeah. Right. What about you? I'm, I'm on his program. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I I do yeah I mean I'll I'll like I like eating plant based for the most part but I'll fuck up a steak yeah right. yeah someone yeah I I mean I used to eat pretty bad and then when I got sober then I got into right mixed martial arts and then obviously then you start hearing all the little things you do to make yourself healthier so I just recently changed to plant based completely wow yeah how do you feel. Good. I didn't do. I did it for. I for the first time ever. I was like, I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna wake up in the morning and go, How do you feel? Yeah. Exactly. How do you feel? Yeah. Skateboard. And then wake up in the morning and go, yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. And if it's less painful than the than yeah. the meat eating go you, then just keep doing what you're doing. So that's all I'm doing. So right? it's working. Yeah, it it's does. Awesome. But I, but Rodney, he doesn't he doesn't indulge. He doesn't eat to excess. So you know, you do. A, you think. More than him, for sure. When you say you don't, he doesn't. Eat, you say that he. You think he has I too think he, little I, of a meal. You mean moderation, right? <laughs> I what? guess. Yeah, oh, you I do. Don't know. I don't think yeah. about. It. Um, yeah, I'm just real simple that way. Whatever. Yeah. 
But I think it, it, what, that's like, the secret. That's the secret to Ross's success. I know. It's going to say we covered it finally. Look, there's a few secrets, and probably some of them could be just I'm Rodney Mullen. But there's there's no doubt, especially when you're older. Diet. It's like drinking and drugs sure. when you're younger. Drinking and drugs when you're younger. Maybe it lasts a little bit, and then it eventually gets you. Get you. Then when you get to fifties, food will get you. A burger will make you skate shit. Yeah. That never. I used to. I remember. Never read anything I don't read. And one time in an article in a magazine, Michael Jordan interview where he said he had a 12-ounce steak and two ginger ales before every game. So I don't know anything. He's the greatest athlete totally. on the, in the planet. So I'm having a 12-ounce steak. Yeah. And then like, I think I did it for like four contests. I was like, man, I don't feel like heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't feel like good in the contest. And people are like, wait, what? You eat a what? You I'm like, what? Michael Jordan doesn't. Like, yeah, they were like, you <laughs> idiot. Yeah. I told work. this story on the show, but... Uh, do you remember when, when Stacy would we would all stay at Stacy's parents' house, Santa yeah. Monica, for the for the any of the Good events? Pomona, Pipe and Pool, Upland, Big O. He lived with Whittier. his parents. His mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he was Bunsenbury started, no one's making any money, right? Uh, Stacy especially. Yeah. And he's funding our trips to California, yeah. his trip to California, and it was just like shoestring buzzers. So we're we're all staying at his, at his parents' house, and then. Uh, um, was I gonna say? Uh, shoot! Oh, we—he would, and then the night before the contest, he would always take us to Westwood to oh, go get yeah. pasta. Oh my gosh! Yes, good I, I memories. Right? Good memories. But I told the story that do you remember we one time skated from the car, and then you were skating, and people started crowding around you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was a street performer. Oh yeah, and then By the street default. performer got mad at you for taking people's attention. Yeah, I, I definitely have a few of those stories. One of the crazier, and yeah. So I told that one, but go on. Go oh, yeah. New York City, first time went to New York, right? Again, kid off the farm and SWAT thing, like doing Broadway oh, yeah. show thing. I go out at night because you're working like, what a crazy world all that Broadway stuff is, right? They're yeah. going practicing. They got choreographers. Like, I'd never seen that world. And so I'm like, get me away from that. I'll do what I have to do for Swatch. But I just go skate at night every night, you know? Draws a little crowd. Well, think this is like early L Cool J uh, street, you know, um, breakdancing days. Yeah. And I remember skating and out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, all these dudes start coming around and making it bigger, hyping it up. Like, oh, like, right. And obviously this is what they do. And like, I'm just skating, my doing my thing. And they're hyping it up. Dude takes off his hat, starts cruising around all this money because they're pro. This is what they do. And I'm just tripping out. Like, I don't even know these people. And, and he's like, give it up for my man. Goes out there, like, getting money from people. Like, really? Like, like as you know, it's not like they do it with force. And, uh, and they just takes off. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he is not coming over to give you a share, is he? Not at all. Man, so, what a- one of the I kind of like him a little bit. Exactly. It's a pretty exactly. sweet that's move. That's how yeah. I felt like, dude, this is like the big thing that's awesome. So one of the guys, like one of the main ones you could tell, like breakdancer, like super fit, would have had like a whole paint, five-gallon five gallon bucket full of like coins and cash. He's like, I hope you don't mind. I can pay it back. And I'm like, no, man, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I was not here. And then I ended up just hanging out with that guy that night. It was interesting. He gave, he left me. I went. He went into Tower Records, Tower Records back in the day in New York City. Bought stuff, came out, left me with his money, right? Left yeah. me with his money. 
Yeah. You mean the money he stole from you? No, no, no that was already a long <laughs> that guy. Gone that guy's <laughs> gone. He's partying. And he's like, you know, you should come back with us. We do this Empire State Building on the weekends. We'll call you. We'll call you. We got to get you some different clothes, man. And we we call you call you the Mighty Whitey. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at that stage, I was just taking it all in, like whatever you say. Knowing I could not do hey, that. Hey, I you say know? down with mutt, up with Mighty yeah. Whitey. <laughs> Never saw him again, but I remember thinking, I never saw that in one of your graphics, Rodney. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> My new email just so I was, <laughs> I, was like, I, I just I left. I remember thinking this dude, I would be so weird if you emailed me and your shit was mighty whitey. I'd be like, oh Gmail. Maybe maybe he's a little yeah, weirder than I thought. <laughs> what do we not know about Rodney? Oh yeah. my god, good memories, but you must have so many memories. Like as much as you traveled like crazy things. Yeah, just... but but the the whole thing that that you had this crossover with street performer it was really unique. Yeah, I I definitely got I a think lot. It's of really that. cool. It happens, it happens all over. Like I don't say all over, but I would say like five or six big cities, half dozen times for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you ever? Well, I know it's really late at night, but if you're just cruising back to your hotel or to, if you're out in the middle of the night skating from home, do people just drive by like, what, did you just see Rodney Mullen? Oh, you know, one of the, you know, Nightcrawlers. That's a different world. Your Nightcrawler. Did you see that movie, Nightcrawler? Mm -hmm. Oh, that movie is awesome. Just all around LA. And just think of all the hours you spent on spots. They were like, brought, oh, I love that movie. Anyway, I just feel like it's a different thing for you than the average person watching that movie because you're relating to it because, yeah, guy's by himself in the middle. It's dark. It's a crazy thing. That's what I do all the time. And you're skating behind buildings and stuff. You know, it's that life. You're looking for out of the way. So you're not waking people up, but it's got to be well lit. Like, there's all these parameters. And that naturally (laughs) will put you in a place where people in their cars in uh, the madness of going out every night like that three in the morning the things that have happened to me night crawler stuff that is uh those are some of my favorite like not even that long ago just a couple of years ago like dude pulled a gun on me and i remember like maybe i've had a gun pulled once twice but this was different because you know i'm older and you're mature in the way I feel about living, and and so I'm out. Just is this worthwhile telling? Yes. Fuck yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes, this is amazing. We're yeah. in. Yeah, like like I remember reading books, uh, a couple books like on combat, and uh, basically what happens when so much adrenaline is going on, like probably something you know, like life and death stuff, better that when you have so much adrenaline, your focus and stuff like that messes with you. Like if you're that scared. People literally cannot see the numbers to dial the phone because wow. the your body works. Where the way we're working okay. under that sort of amygdala uh, fight or flight stuff. Yeah. So like you're working with like reptile brain stuff. So where I'm going with this is it, mind plays tricks on you. So I'm skating, and a number of people again night car. This is what I do every night. So I got I a lot of stories of like two, three in the morning, random places in LA, wherever. Those are some of my most interesting times, just Nikron. And some stuff you don't even share. So I'm out, stay out Staples parking lot. I'm, there's no one around. Again, I'd say, I don't know, 2.30 or so. And streetlights go off in a certain area and they're lit on one. So there's like the darkness beyond that, yeah. right? Because the way your eyes work. And meaning that beyond the lights, it looks black. Yeah. 
And out of that blackness comes a car, like, like I don't know, some, it's this car, I'll leave it at that. And he's making a beeline at me. And if there's anything I've learned, I'm definitely not, a, I'm not you. I'm not some, like, I can't handle myself like you. But whatever I learned, there's a chase instinct, right? Yeah. In all things, when you're on that level. Whatever you do, don't, because you don't know his intent, Odds are 60% it's not a good intent. Huh. And yeah, crazy stories up in Oxnard. Um, like the crazy story up in Oxnard. But I, this guy's coming to me and I'm thinking, whatever you do, don't, don't start going the other direction because then chase stuff and then you're weak and yeah. you're inviting trouble. So whatever you do, I'm not a tough guy. But you're just trying to act do, like you're not going to be you intimidated. Go, you go at him. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've started skating toward him. Okay. And, uh, and as he's coming... The only thing I really notice, like the only thing that starts to dawn on me is how big his eyes are. I can see his eyes. Yeah. Because it's getting that close. Okay. And he's going, he's rolling pretty slow. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's okay. tweaking. Something. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember seeing his eyes. And this is where I go with the amygdala like brain stuff. Something's galvanized in me that a part of you comes out that you don't know until you're faced with that situation you know and again i'm not saying i'm tough you know and I, I don't don't get me wrong but part of me uh part of me like uh if the worst happens you know like part of me wants to die i think and when he's coming at me and i see his eyes so big i can't see anything but his eye i mean of course i see it but his eyes are so big. And I'm not seeing what's happening outside the window. Mm. Right? Because he's driving. And with his other hand, then I see the gun. And it's a, I don't know guns, you know? Like, mm. yeah, I've seen a it's lot a of It's a gun movies. that'll do. It's like, it's what a Glock looking thing. Yeah. I don't, you know? A handgun. It's like a super square looking. Yeah. Like it's not a revolver. And it's crazy square looking. And what I remember, like, like the squareness and around the barrel, like it looks huge. Like this thing looked huge. It's again, tricks of the mind. But when you're that like, whoa, this guy's got, and I remember like he's coming to me and I see the gun and then I go right back to his eyes and then I'm toggling. And back then he's coming and I'm getting closer because I'm still rolling and he's still rolling. So that's coming faster. And all that came out of me, I remember, is like this thing of like, what are you doing, you know? And whatever it was, his whole complex, like his eyes, his countenance, his eyes changed. It changed. Like he snapped into like a person again. I don't yeah. know, there was something, there was something there. Yeah. And... Now you snap crazy people back to reality. I just I've done that. Yeah, that's all I know. And again, I'm not saying I'm Your tough. Your confidence it just came made out. him. You pulled a he pulled a gun and you went. You you were like, what is that shit? Kind of. Instead of Ugh! yeah. So yeah, you've got him on his heels. Whatever it was, it was an immediate change in his eyes, and then he just rolled really gently by me. And I remember seeing the gun dropping as he rolled past, and I was so fired up, like in my heart, I just like ah. And then you feel so good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do so you want to? Do you want to come to my gym? You fucking maniac! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! 
This guy, like, I got fighter friends that have been in fights their whole lives. This guy's story. I'm like, okay, fuck you. I ain't fucking with you. Again, all I'm saying is I'm not, I'm not, that's not encouraging. It was just something that wells out of you. And it was the craziest thing, the craziest thing. And I just remember feeling so good. And I got my car and I was like, why do you walk through life so afraid of, so afraid? You know what I mean? Yeah. I worry too much. Yeah. I worry too much. Yeah. Like you ever think if I. It's like your fight club moment. Kinda, I don't know why. I'm kind of. I never thought I'd relate to you more. I'm like, this is, yeah. Yeah, I, I worry too much. If I were to meet me as a little kid, I would shake me. I would like hold me because I worry too much. Yeah. Know? As a kid. But now you don't. Oh, You've, no, I still worry. But in that moment, it's a, it's a clarity. What's this death thing that you don't fear? That you yeah, almost, but do, do you think that maybe it's because I, I, that's, that's what I picked up on too. Yeah. But when you said, you know, maybe, maybe part of me wants it. Are you saying it's because if something bad went down, you don't want to live through that trauma? I don't know. I don't think about it that way. I just, uh, it's hard to put a hand on, you know? But you think it's like, because you've done everything? Uh, maybe. That you've accomplished so much that you're. Maybe. Because you said you're so, yeah, that's what you said. Like, because I've got a, I've had some heart issues and I've had to like oh, be to hospital have. and they were like, you might have to have a heart transplant. I'm okay now, but there was definitely a few times there where I've been in AFib and been Whoa. in the hospital. And I was like, this is it. Well, are you, but so you're what saying it's more that you're at peace with it. Maybe I I've need a shrink I've for that or something. Yeah, you might not hurt, but I, I've had to, because it was on my mind so much. I have a heart, it jumps. So it jumps all the time. So every time I jump, I go, is this it? And then I live like that. I'm like, dude, I can't live where I go, hey, I think I'm, it was awesome being your friend. Right. Like, and then I'm like, oh, no, no I'm still going to be here. You're my friend. I'm like, dude, fuck living like that. Yeah, that's right. So I had to get to a point where I was like, well, then go on. Yeah. Because I'm going to live my life. Yeah. You know, like when it jumps down, I'm like, well, then go on. Yeah. Because right now I've got a show to do. Yeah. I'm living my life, baby. I am very, I feel like if it goes, I'll be like, you're a good dude. dude you did a lot it. of effort. You, yeah. You're not a bad guy. Yeah. And you can say goodbye. I don't that's want it. to. Yeah. I but, hear when you. It, but when it comes, I'm not going to ask for it, right? Yeah. But you've—I feel like you've analyzed it so much that you can. There's something it, in there that knows. Yeah, it's, it's a better way to live because I don't want to. You can come to terms with it, yeah. right? I still fear it, but I'm just yeah. less. It doesn't irk me, you know. Like if you start waving around the end, I'm like, well, look, if, if it happens, it happens. You know, I'm, I'm just—I'm really in the now of like, am I having a good time now? Are you having a good time around me? Okay, cool. That's it. I, well, what I say, and I have to pull back for a second, I'm not saying I have courage. I'm saying you have a lot more courage than I do. I'm saying you have a lot of courage and you'll well, let it get out of it. You have to say thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank good. You. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, all I know is there's something there, you know, and uh, it makes you want to just like, fuck, you know, things happen. People you love, tell them you love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Fuck yes, I do. Yeah. Well, we love you, Ronnie. <laughs> we do. We love it. I love that you came here. I love that we had this journey together of our skate life. Um, that too, paralleled Tony. and, Me too, and Tony. came apart and came back together. and In the best way, Tony. In the best ways. In the best it's ways. It's been so fun. And it's been an honor um, to ever be mentioned in the same breath as you. Oh, my God. And Always. Right back at you, Tony. I mean, truly. Um, yeah. it's, and thank you for doing our, our little podcast. Yeah. This is the longest Thank one we've you. ever done. Oh, sorry. No. no. It, no are you kidding I, I keep, me? I keep, we would I wanna, just keep going. Yeah, I want to know more about the wet board, but hey, we got to move the on. The wet board, yeah. <laughs> and the first kickflip. And I mean, yeah. let's put it this way. 
when he first did kickflips, we didn't understand how his board flipped. So we called it the magic flip. <laughs> yes. That's what the original name was. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Because kickflips were when you, you, you get your board under your, you get your foot under your board and you manually flip the board. That was a kickflip. Yes, I that remember That was those. the original yeah, yeah, kickflip. Yeah. And then he did what became known as the ollie flip. But we didn't know what the hell he did it. So we called the magic flip. Do you remember the first time you did it? Oh, yeah. 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 On the farm? Yeah, outside. In the, yeah, in yeah, I remember everything about that. It's what's funny your, little thing. What's your farm flat ground area that you were riding? Did yeah, you- good, good question. So, you know, uh, my dad developed the land. My dad's successful. And, uh, and so he bought a bunch of land. And uh, so he built the roads. Well, had people built it, but he definitely helped. And we all did. And, and out in that, outside of that, it's your own driveway. And there's three-car garage. So that's where we moved. I had nothing else to stay in the garage. And then we later got better asphalt to it because there's nothing but grass and dirt roads, right? Did you put the better asphalt on there f- for you? Or uh, it was- you know, he, no, he did that for the cars eventually. Okay. But, but, but it was, or I would say it was there, but whatever the case, it felt later because I know I started in the garage. And then um, later on, when things started to come, uh, <laughs> he had a barn. We had a barn. It was you know, 50 yards from the house, whatever. And I remember he put cement in there for me. And to me, that was like a real like, hey, thumbs up. You know what I yeah. mean? So he definitely supported me in that way. Yeah. So I ended up skating there. But um, anyway, so I did it right outside the garage. Yeah, and then the garage. Yeah. But you're anyway. all alone. You, you're trying to figure out how to flip your board after an ollie. You flip it. You land it. It was, you know what is I mean? There, but I want to, like, did birds start singing? <laughs> the clouds part? Or did you no. go, that was cool? Yeah, did you know that you had something? It, it was like my board mocked me. No, I just, you know, I was Ollie's because I had, like, the mechanics of Ollie's. And I was one day at Donnelly, I like, uh, jump, stupid. And then, oh, you can do an Ollie. And then I remember doing that. You know, it's like learning Ollie's where you get it a little wrong, comes up between your legs, right? And you spaz out, right? Because you don't want And... I remember in so doing, when I flung my foot, it caught the edge and my board flipped and I'm watching it flip and land right on its wheels in front of me. It's like yeah. it's mocking me, you know? <laughs> I was too stupid to figure that out. And when it did, I was like registered. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's mocking me. Fuck. And, uh, and so it took, you know what I mean? Because we all have control at that level. Just like you, right? You pick up something, you can, you can do it within a couple hours or whatever it was. But when, yeah. you, when you did it, I was like, oh, that was cool. Ah, uh, you know what? I would ask you these questions, like those, some of those early tricks, like when you do it. Yeah, but I had I, I I had validation in that I had other people that I was skating with, oh, yeah. and and people were doing vert. No one was was even approaching the things you were doing. You're doing it alone in a barn, and so I'm wondering if you knew that there was some some spark there of you- that. You, know, you felt like something was there. You know, Tony, thank you. Because you felt it was worthwhile, not just for you. And this is, this is, this sounds silly, but yeah, on the farm, I would come over here, K-Rock, K-Rock. I would, uh, to make tapes, K-Rock, right? Because I'm going back there and out here, I'm with you. Oh, K-Rock, the, the K-Rock, the, the radio yeah, station, yeah, right? Yeah. So that was like, to me, representing California, all the stuff is Oingo Boingo days, whatever, 80s. And, uh, I would tape all that stuff. It was like going back and holding my breath and just skating and doing that. To your point, there's nothing there. You know you're doing something that's kind of cool. 
because, you know, at that level, we we're getting pretty good. And I remember first kickflip, first whatever series of tricks that I know, like, this could have ramifications, you know? And, uh, but there's no one to tell. You just feel that lighten up. And in that moment, and here's where I go back to you, Tony. And I mean, I can make a broader of what is respect and fame, right? Is because there's a spectrum, there's a gradation that's kind of spooky, scary, and insidious. The spectrum between respect and fame. And it's respect of peers. What I bottled up in me at that time is I get to call Stacy, and in a matter of months or a year or whatever it is, yes, I have the gratification of doing what you, doing, making all that you can of the gifts and everything that's been given to you, right? You only have so much time to do that. Go. But once you're in with a bunch of people, like a very small group that gets it, like like you, like, believe me, I, I can't begin to tell you how much you were a lifeline to me when I was over there for six months, a year at a time, that I would think of being at Del Mar, being there where I would get to think, then I'll, you know, showing kickflips to them, to Tony. That connection, that is, that kept me going and striving. It was like bottled up inside, you know? So how did I feel? Were birds singing? Nah, it was just this like, oh, I'm going to make this better. And when I go back out, like, it'll make me feel that much more connected with my peers that have yep. taken us a lifelong of connectedness. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's what's building, you know? That's what it was. Well, we are thankful you did it. And we're thankful you shared it with us. You're an inspirational bastard, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rodney. Thank you, Tony. It's an Thank honor. You. Thank you. If you don't like that, I, I don't know. Maybe check out Joe Rogan Experience because that was fucking amazing. You're the best, dude. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> That's so good. See you next week, everybody. Right on. Thank you. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed. Heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.